0: Hello, and welcome to Edge of Empire.
1: Hello, and a very warm welcome to Episode 9 of Year 2 of the Edge of Empires, a Horus Heresy podcast. Tonight, I am joined by my co-hosts, Michael. Hello. And brother Chris. Hello. And myself, Graham. So tonight, we have many a thing to bring for your listening pleasure. Can
2: I just raise one thing? So, you and Michael started the podcast, and yet you're the only person that gets the name wrong. Did I? You put an S S at the end of it.
1: Edge of Empires. Well, Yeah. yeah, I suppose so. That's a good point, actually. That is a good point. It's Edge of Empire, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I suppose it would only be one. Well, could there be technically more than one empire in the Horus Heresy? Well, anyway, that's one for discussion, I guess. There there was definitely more than one empire. That's all I'm saying. But from now on, it (laughs) shall be referred to by its correct name, Edge of Empire, Empire of the Pedants. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just sort of set the tone. Okay, good start. Good start. Can't wait for the list challenge. So, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: what have you done wrong with so this? Oh, yes.
1: To, tonight I... on, the, on, on the show, we have got uh, our usual quick look this month at the releases that have been coming away from uh, our overlords at Forgeworld. Um, an update on what all of us have been up to this month. It's been quite a busy one. and um, We're going to run through uh, this month's news, including uh, that from Warhammer Fest Europe, which is very exciting, looked really cool. And we round up all that amazing news with our, all the discussion around Adept Satanicus, of course, which came out this month. Very exciting. It was too. Oh, yes. And we'll look into this month's releases um, from Black Library and normal book-based shenanigans. And we'll also, uh, in tonight's special feature, uh, we're going to be looking at Scout's Scout Force games. So these are um, Games Workshops, or Forge Worlds, uh, Worlds um, equivalency to the Centurion uh, mode, which is a cut down version of the rule set designed for smaller skirmish based games, you know, about 1,000 points. So we'll be, um, we've got a couple of list challenges. We've tried to put a scout force together. Uh, people, I think, um, this is going to be in the September uh, event at Warhammer no, it, World. So... It is in the
0: September event.
1: Yeah, so it'll be relevant for those and give you a little bit of a heads up. Uh, and following on from that, we'll be looking at um, what's coming up up in terms of events across the uk uh, over the next month or so so that's it uh without further ado shall we bounce on to the new releases
3: yeah Yep.
0: all right guys so um we'll take a quick look at the new releases and there has been quite a few this month Although, you know, uh, most of it is from Games Workshop itself, but, you know, it it counts. Um, It counts. Yeah, yeah. The first one was the um, Killzone Sector Munitorum, obviously designed for Kill Team. Um, That's £50 at Games Workshop, or £42.50 from our friends at Element Games. Uh, In that, you get two sets of the Munitorum armor containers and a set of Galvanic Servo Haulers, which represents a saving of 50% if you buy from Element Games over the standalone cost from Games Workshop, so... Nice, it's a good set. That really Nice, life, that. nice bit of nice bit of terrain in there. So you know, yeah, definitely, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I like these kill zones. There, there's lots of, there's a lot of good scenery in there for a reasonable price. So yeah. and you get the little
1: mat thing with it as well,
0: do you? Yeah, you do get the little mat. and I suppose if you get them all, you can. I, I think you can pile them all together and make a big, big odd size board. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's cool. Then the second second release this month was. All, well the second lot of releases was all Titanicus. Um and yeah. obviously the, the big one was the Grand Master edition. <laughs> Hundred and seventy five pounds or 140 yeah. element games. Don't even talk to us about it. Okay.
3: okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah, me and Gray managed to get one to split between us from Battle Bunker. That cost us 150. Yep. Um and obviously um there was a lot in that box. Huge. That was um,
1: um, we had to get a second rule set, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we got, a rule, second, we got a second rule set.
0: Um, but even
1: so, it still worked out. I think it was about, what was it, about 18 each or something like that, all in? 18
0: each for for three knights, one warlord, um, and a rule set. And then, yeah, obviously, we've got the buildings, cool. which would which uh, go into the club, as it were.
3: Yeah,
1: well, they can go into our sort of generic pile of um, scenery. So that's yeah, well, Andrew
0: Newton's given me a, he bought the the one with the four lots of sprues in it, the big one, the 75 quid box.
3: Oh, right. So All right.
0: He's given me them to paint up in a matching scheme. Oh, right, cool. So, oh, okay, that's so, good. so the club's going to have quite have a some... bit of scenery. Nice. Um, which is nice. Very cool. Yeah, um, definitely. So, yeah, obviously Grandmaster Box sold out everywhere.
1: So it's it's, Do you it's know a what? controversial I, release, I, isn't it? it, it this, was, uh, this was controversial. It was not short of controversy. So we kind of fell afoul of this so um, Chris was obviously working he worked Saturday so uh, I um, was volunteered to you know be there ready as if uh, like a waiting for <laughs> Glastonbury tickets I was poised on the England game website
2: when you say Teenage Raver didn't you wait for Glastonbury tickets on more than one occasion at least in the last
1: five years yes and I was not a teenager you're absolutely right yeah. so uh, sorry maybe that should be a middle-aged over the hill yeah, and also Glastonbury <laughs> tickets they're not cheap they're not but anyway, there I was poised. Um, just wait. I Even phoned before and said, "Can I? Can I order one now?" Said, no, you may not, sir. You will have to ah. order at ten o'clock. Sorry.
2: I know. Like, I know. I, I, I went to the right man. I know. I've well, I, I put my face in the right
1: man. I thought <laughs> I'd chance my arm. I didn't yeah. drop the. You do you know that I'm from the Edge of Empires podcast? Well, man? I think we should have done. I think I we should. should have done. Think yeah. of the publicity. I said. No, yeah. I That would have been (laughs) (laughs) abusing my position in the fourth estate. So, um, yeah, so basically there I was. And I I swear to God, I could not have been more than seven or eight milliseconds after that banner ad changed on that site to allow me to order this stuff. I'd already preloaded the cart with all the paints that you wanted, Chris. So Uh, I thought, I'm not going to get caught out by that old chestnut. It was all (laughs) ready to go. Added the RAM Master set, said, hit thing, pay, boom, done. I was like, yes, brilliant, got one. Fantastic news. And I dutifully emailed your good self, Chris, and said, we're in, did, mate. Yeah. Got you one. And then a week was passed. Was it, <laughs> it Monday, Tuesday? I think it was about Tuesday. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I saw on, I think it was on the Adept Satanicus 2018 site, uh, P- Facebook group page. Somebody said, oh, I've just got this email from Element. Um, and what that basically said was that they'd um, oversold um, or they hadn't been given enough stock or for whatever reason, um, you weren't getting your, your set. And I think basically there was some people who had ordered within a certain amount of time uh, were given this option of getting almost a Grandmaster set. Um, I think it was missing something, one piece so of scenery. something.
3: it
2: has um, the smaller of the two uh, scenery packs, if that makes sense. It, it's oh, um, got so it's got um, two sprues two sprues, sprues of
0: both frames because there's two yeah. different frames of scenery. There's a medium frame and a large frame. The Grand Master box has four of each, but the um, the Civitas um, you know buildings the pack that they were offering
2: sector, isn't
0: it? Um, no, that's the big one. I think It's Imperium Civitas or something like that. Oh, that's it. uh, so it's the a twenty five 25- sector. Yes, 25 quid odd box. That that only has two of each spruce, so it's got half the amount of scenery in it.
1: Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So but, um, but they did what they did. Is they came back and said, look, we, we sorry about this. Uh, if you'd ordered in the first couple of seconds, you got one email, which was basically um, giving you uh, two warlords, so, uh, two sets of knights, this sort of slightly cut down scenery, and the um, rules, dice, etc. box. And that was coming in at 161 pounds. So... Not a massive, um, you know, not a huge uh, difference. And what was your view on that, Chris? Because obviously it affected yeah. you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't too worried. I know a lot of people were sort of upset because it didn't have exactly the offer didn't have exactly the same contents, um, but I still saved money than I would have, you know, than I did at, um, buying it from GW Prime. I've seen yeah. wise I'm going to be playing it with people that have probably. Either done the same thing that I have, or have got the Grandmaster box set. So, yeah. that you know, the other person is gonna there's gonna be enough scenery regardless of who I play.
1: Sure, so, I mean, if you and go and just play at George's magical shed, yeah. I mean, the the man is a has well, hoarded hoarded everything from Games Workshop since about 1988, well, I think.
2: Pretty pretty much, um, and like we've we've got all the original scenery that our friend Sid has, um, and that. Oh,
3: that's right, yeah.
2: Um, Adam has bought the Grandmaster box set, so he's got yes. all the scenery. So between the between the two of us, because um, that's if we. So it's, it's only me and Adam have, have sort of gone into Titanicus at the moment.
3: Got yeah, hmm.
1: uh, and um, so, we saw he put a painting. A painting. He he showed us one of his painted warlords. Yeah, he was um,
2: telling me about them. But I, I saw it briefly on Monday in person. Got uh, yeah. Before he put all the lighting effects on it.
1: Got yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that looks phenomenal.
2: Yeah, because I wasn't stressed enough about painting my titans. That's the sort of thing that I'm going to have to be going on the same battlefield against.
1: He like will, he if. will raise an eyebrow if it's just one colour, you know.
2: It won't be. He um, <laughs> it, it'll be fine. He has, he did, he has done. Waited with Valdor um, to paint one for me, but I, I want to do them myself. So
1: yeah, fair enough. Um,
2: fair play. But yeah, it's it's just that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't stressed enough already.
1: No, that's no pressure. I think he actually put on uh, the uh, on our on little private group there i think he said chris i'm ready when you are as if to say come on chris get your act <laughs> together son it, you need yeah, to be I, getting I, this stuff I, and together and on the board
3: okay he, he's
2: chomping at, he's chomping at the bit i know that yeah okay let's, uh, so, let's move on to the rest of the releases
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. we had the
0: the rule set um 35 pounds yeah. or 28 pounds at element game so that's what yeah the, you know the rule book 24 mission distraction cards 28 titan weapon cards 20 dice, reference sheets, templates, range ruler, a set of battlefield assets, and eight command terminals. So, I've, pretty I've got, much. I've
1: got, so, I've got to say, the quality is, is really, I'm really pleased with the quality I think, yeah. if I'm honest. The, um, the rule book is just brilliant. I love
3: the rule book.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it does remind me of old, it's like an old school kind of codex, isn't it? You know, for, yeah. 40k, but it's, it's nicely put together. Um, you know, there's lots of really cool information in there and stuff. So, yeah, really. It's a really well-thought-out product, I think. Yeah. They, the, they the, the, the
0: only perfect. thing I found annoying is that the points aren't in the aren't in the rule rulebook. Yeah, because
2: we thought they would be, didn't we? We were discussing it on the Joe Fredclaw episode, that we thought they would all be in there for us to... Yeah,
0: you've got to get the cards part, but... out. Right, I see. Yeah. Which okay. is a little well, bit I, uh, irritating, because you can't just sit and, you know, work it out.
2: I, 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 well, until I, someone puts it on to... Battle Scribe, Battle Scribe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about run, I thought about run. doing a spreadsheet, but by the time I do it, it'll be on Battle Scribe. Yeah, Battlescribe. Um, exactly. yeah. And then so yeah, do you want to go through the rest of them? Yeah, yeah. Then we've got the Warlord Titan itself, sixty-five pounds or two pounds mm. at Element yeah. Games. Wonderful model. Um, I'm literally just waiting for bits on the base of mine to dry, and then I oh yeah. In. It looked very good. You, you painted some stuff up. It looked great, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, I oh. should be getting on the scenery, but I was just feeling rubbish yesterday. So um, I thought, you I know. I did notice
1: some stripes there, mate. You were on you were yes.
0: um, an hazard, hazard stripes. Yeah. yeah I was on I was, I was thinking I, I'm probably going to go. Uh, I, I was go, wanting to go Ignatium, but Ignatium have the hazard stripes. Um, mm. and I ended up getting some of this um, two millimeter masking tape from Tamiya. The, uh,
2: Tamiya, yeah, yeah amazing
0: I've just layered some of that on and pulled off every other one and yeah then I've got me um got me half the stripes I'm quite happy with them nice um, I'll try um, them on a bigger surface next time
1: got you um I haven't tried I haven't tried hazard even though I'm an Iron Warriors player. I, I basically reserve hazard strikes purely for vehicles because there's no way I'm doing them on shoulder pads. Yeah. Um so I can, it's, it's a challenge that to get that right, and it looks pretty good what you've done there, mate.
0: Yeah. Um then um we've got the Imperial Knights, 20 pounds or 16 pounds of element games. Um with three knights. Um technically you've got a warren, a warden, an errant and a paladin, but mm-hmm. the rules allow you to build a gallant or a Crusader, um, in any combination.
3: Okay.
0: So, um, the only problem with building a gallant is, though, I think gallants look weird with two Reaper swords so I'm kind of waiting for oh, them to come out yeah, with
1: I see what you mean. possibly a Thunderstrike
0: um, Gauntlet.
1: Yeah, Gauntlet, yeah, I'm with you. They hope, look a bit odd, actually, yeah, just... Yeah,
0: I've seen some people doing, um, uh, doing, so um, fun, there was you know conversion, pa- Yeah, Power um, Fists, but
2: on like, Power Fist,
0: wasn't it? Yes, you know, Power Fist from like Tartaros and, and yeah. stuff. But I'm, I'm going to hang on and see what, what comes out. Because I'm not quite sure about those conversions.
2: It's impressive that this has been out a week, that we've only physically had the models in our hands for a week. And
0: oh, yeah, lots of conversions.
2: A lot of
1: stuff happening already. It's,
0: yeah, amazing. Yes. You
1: know. It uh, never seems to amaze me. Yeah, you know, the talent of some people is is, is incredible. But also, there's a there's a real buzz about this game, I've got to say. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just one of those sort of echo-chambery things, you know, because I'm in that Adeptus Titanicus group, so there's lots of people updating stuff, obviously, because of the new releases. So maybe I think it's got more of a buzz than it has in the general sort of, you know, way that people view these games. But there certainly feels, and everything that I've seen, you know, from my own sort of uh, eyes would imply that people are very excited about this game. You know, the time you spent at the Forge World Open Day, um, you know, and the way that this game was sold and the buzz around it and how quickly mm. stuff was selling out and things. So there's a there's a real positivity to it, I think. I think um, Games Workshop can be, without sounding, you know, I think they've done a good job of this release. I think people have said that previously they've bungled some stuff, and uh, I don't, this is definitely not the case. I think this is it's, looking like a really solid release. Yeah. Definitely. Other
2: than that, the, the pricing stuff and like the availability of things... <laughs> No one's really complained about the product yet.
1: No,
0: no, the, the, the product is, is fantastic quality. it's a good point. Yeah, the um, uh, then we've got accessories. So you've got the two terrain packs, the Civitas Imperialis, which is twenty five pound or twenty pounds at Element Games. I'm just going to double check because I think it might actually be a little bit more expensive at Element now because it's yeah twenty one pound twenty five at Element Games because out of the pre order, the pre order okay, period. Right. So ahead. when it goes up, um, then you've got. The Adeptus Titanicus Imperialis sector, so that's the bigger one that's got eight large frames and eight medium frames. I've got one of them to build that Andrew's given me that is um, seventy five pounds from Games Workshop or sixty three seventy five from Element Games. So there's got a you. lot of scenery in that box. There is, isn't there? Um, and I'm I'm going to probably be building a ton of it um, in the next couple of weeks. So um, then you've got the um, the Warlord Battle Titan Command Terminal Pack. Um, you've got your five command terminals there you can only get it from games workshop direct it's 15 quid so obviously if you want more than two warlords um you only get two command terminals for warlords in the um in the um uh, rules pack so if you want more right. you've got to get command terminals so 15 quid for five uh, right okay um, so the f- command
1: terminals don't come with the model.
0: No, they come with the rules no. pack, or you buy them separately. Oh, buy. Right. So okay. the, There's the,
2: the boxes you get individually, they are literally just the models. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. The um The, spruce. Yeah. Uh, the okay. instructions.
0: There's that. also the Axiom Battleman, Battle Line Maniple Command Terminal Pack. That's £15 again. Again, it's direct only, but that comes with command terminals for a warlord, two reavers, and two warhounds. So nice. pretty much everything you get in the rules pack minus one warlord. Um, on, so,
1: wasn't that, wasn't that considered the sort of best? I know in your um, most balanced dreadful, dreadful episode that you did the most balanced. Yes. Uh, so, so without, I mean, I haven't had a good look through any of this stuff yet. To, to my sins, and I'll explain why later. But um is can you make that with the stuff that you get in the Grandmaster set? Can you make that?
0: No, you, you don't get the no. You, don't get, and you don't get you the don't get Reavers or Warlords. Reavers, War Warhounds. Right, I see what you mean. But you, you've, got, models, you've got the command not, terminals not to... to do it. You have in the in the in the pack, in the rules pack. Right, you yes. get the command terminals to make that.
1: Okay, okay right.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, then there's the uh, Warlord Battle Titan Weapon Card Pack, which has got all the uh, weapons for it. Yeah, and that's that's all the Adeptus Titanicus releases. Um, Got you. So moving on, we've had a release from Forge World for Heresy this month. Whee! <sighs> um Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone's favourite. Anacaris, oh. Arachius, Anacarius, Scoria. Basically, he,
1: he uh, can <laughs> do one. This bloke. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Jog on, princess.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Eight-legged freak. Eighty quid. <laughs> big
2: um, a great model. Like, model. There's right. a, yeah, yeah. a lot of base to not there? there is. It's
1: all about the base, that one. Um, I think it's a great model. I think a, he is a very, very strong character, and although I moan about him an awful lot, I've, I've um I'm sure that, you know, in the big scheme of things he's he's not overpowered, honest. Um but yeah, he's uh be, it's good that he he's got a proper model that people can get now. I think because you know people used to use like the uh, the guy with the abaya or whatever it is the baying thing you know, and it never really gave the impression of a particularly great you know monstrous thing. Whereas this is definitely if he's on the battlefield, you know you're in for some trouble.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, nasty, nasty looking really, model. Really terrifying of, thing, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, all, all these spider legs and. Yeah, great, fantastic idea. Yeah, really imaginative model, I think. So, yeah, very yeah
0: cool. d- definitely one of my favorites that, that Forgeworld has done in, in the last few years. Mm. Um, I'm not going to get him because I don't want to play. Because you want me to talk to you in the future. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, not, pretty much. It's not,
2: it's not really one of those situations where it's like, Chris, would you tell Michael?
1: Yes. You know, yeah. That yeah. sort of yeah, thing. It's, it's the world's most it's boring podcast. podcast
2: by me. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, pretty much. By a, it, International uh, arbiters of uh, <laughs> law. No, I, I have no problem with with Scoria or anybody who plays Mechanicum. Contrary to my slightly um outward persona, I, I'm I'm cool with it. promised Gov. Yeah,
2: and then we've got. To... That's funny because that's different to what you say to everybody
1: else. It is. Well, actually, there was a strange, sudden change of heart. Okay, and oh, yeah. we will come on to this in the list building section. Okay. So um, just put a little pin in this, Graham's slight change in regards to all things Mechanicum. It's only a slight, it's like a minor defrosting from absolute zero to about minus 270 degrees. But still, the thaw may have started. Okay. Okay. Um, And then we've got two (laughs) um, Games
0: Workshop releases, but they they work for for heresy. Um, We've got the Space Wolves Dice. Which are absolutely not, you know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and say it. These are, these are really expensive.
1: Is it okay. £20 pounds for
0: 17 pounds 50 or 14 quid at Element Games in the pre order period for 20, 20 dice.
1: Let me have a little look see at these bad boys. Are they gold plated? Um, no, you, they're not. You they're think really they were for that very... price? It's, it's, it's very expensive. They look like... Why? Why so expensive? I don't know. I don't get it. the. What's the, what's the... What's a normal going rate for dice? The Ultra think,
0: I bought the Ultramarines dice, they were £12.50.
1: I, I bought the sp- Blood the Angel's Custos dice. dice for about
0: that. The Blood Angel's dice were £12.50. Yeah, the Custodes dice were 12 50 The Imperial Knight dice were £12.50. And then these are £5 more expensive. Maybe it's because, you know, Space Wolf players are maybe a bit less less sensible, and so they'll be willing to pay more.
1: <clears throat> I think this is a... They're putting an additional £5 on per pack to pay for a new modeler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> punishing the, oh, punishing oh, the space with oh, players
1: Always oh, oh, on fire oh, <laughs> oh you gosh. had
2: your tablets again
1: haven't you <laughs> it's games workshops where of are getting back for you know fan rage yeah. about the, the banana boys or whatever they call them potentially <laughs> yeah. i go with
0: that I, I'd accept that Um, and then the final release, well, it isn't released yet. It goes on pre-order this Saturday. So today, if you're listening to this podcast on day of release, it's the Killzone Death World Forest, which we understand is going to cost £50. Um, so £42.50 from, um, uh, from Element Games. Um, and it contains a huge amount of the Death World Forest scenery that was released by Games Workshop. Was it last year or the year before? It's been around Oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah. so um again it looks like it's going to be some pretty pretty good value so um definitely um worth looking at i think because um if you want to create a different kind of battlefield
1: got you yeah definitely It, it has a different vibe to it doesn't it to the normal stuff so which is good you know variety is the spice of life after all so yeah okay and that's that's it is it from the new world of stuff yeah pretty much yeah. No doors, did you say? No did Somebody doors. say, no doors. Know, right? Two this months what... in a row. <laughs> well,
2: after watching what other people are doing to doors, or associated with other no. podcasts,
3: I mean,
1: well, the, the heretic that is Robert Ing yeah. and his desecration of the sacred uh, Omniportals work uh, can't be can't be condoned. No. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Robert Ing, our uh, long time, well, longish time. Uh, Person that we speak to quite a lot about all things heresy. Yeah, and we, we, also, we would have
2: said friend, but don't, uh, then he well, down. now
1: and... no, exactly, yeah. But um, he has come up with this genius idea, and I must confess, it is—I don't know if it—that's the first time I've seen it done, anyway. So, what he's done is he's he's um, he's bought a load of uh, Alpha Legion doors, Rhino doors, and Land Raider doors, and the like, and basically cut away all the door bits, uh, which has left him with these three D sculpted. Um, creations and then basically used you know hot air or water to bend them around his figures so his Leviathan, for example has got these snakes intertwined in its legs and basically it's one of the one of the brino pattern doors bent around with all the door bit missing and it's a genius idea I've got to say yeah, however sacrilegious it may be um, with what you do with doors but um, yeah, so I can see this being used by a lot of people obviously it's a pretty pricey way of going about your business. Um, But I think the effects will look spectacular. He's a really good painter as
0: well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Robert is a phenomenal painter. So, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, all the new releases this month then. So, shall we go and have a look at what we've been
1: up to? Uh, So, uh, next on the agenda is the things that we have been up to this very month. And... Everybody has got something in the done section this month, which is a rarity. So with that in mind, that's, uh, young Chris, what have you been uh, regaling us with in the world of heresy this month? I just want to so, say sorry
0: for the computer sounds in the background there.
2: It's just updating some drivers, so. <laughs> oh,
0: we didn't hear them,
1: but I'm sure they're probably on the podcast.
2: No yes. adding sound effects in later, just to prove
1: yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so... As I said last week, I found a load of scenery that I had in the loft and I'm going to send it up to you guys. But I thought, as Michael's been super busy doing scenery, rather than send him a load of uh, unpainted grey stuff, um, I've started putting some paint on that just to basically save Michael time and actually do it myself, considering it's my scenery. Um, so that's been sort of two or three buildings and one of the defence lines. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Down, uh, so. It's not as anyway they're nowhere near as good as painted as some of the stuff that you've done, Michael. But I'm I'm fairly sure they're passable. So, uh, but yeah, nice. I thought I'd sort of get those done and get those. Um, and now I've got that the box from Element Games. I can sort of go the next couple of weeks package those up and get them up to you before uh, before September comes around. Cause cool. That's rapidly approaching. And, it is. Yeah. Uh, I've done uh, another Custode jet bike. I sort of started working on those again. And the extra weapons, so I tell them on that I hadn't, because I've, I've only done the ones that I need to do. Oh,
3: that, that makes right, sense. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I've now painted out the additional ones, the options, the extra fists and the extra uh, guns, so I can uh, mix and match, double up on things if I want to, which is quite good. Cool. Um, yeah. Very so good. Bits and pieces. And then, yeah, it's just been Titanicus prep really sort of working out what my paint scheme's gonna be for the for the Titan Legion and the the banners. So oh, yeah, banners. Just, yeah, stressing, me out. stressing yeah, I can't
1: it, me it out. Stressing out. It's i I'm giving I'm I'm it's giving me a lot of uh, thought and I'm not sure which way to go yet. So Yes. So Have you have you are you still undecided legion wise?
2: So I've been um so I've got a, a, uh, well, a contempt of dreadnought that's currently looks like it was painted by a child, okay. Um, trying out all the paint schemes known to humanity <laughs> just because they've got reasonable sized sections, if that makes sense, of armor.
1: It does, yeah, that,
2: that are curved, yes. So I thought that'd be quite a good uh, It's been used before for sort of just basically <laughs> test basically, so uh, it's very little model definitions left there, I think, at this point, because it's just mm-hmm. been used and abused.
1: Um, oh, can you just imagine the poor Space Marine served on battle <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the farthest reaches of the galaxy, you know, yeah, and loads of bits, like... and, and he was put into this, so, Lester, uh, we want you to go in this contempt mate. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, no worries. I like the idea of that. So what's my task? You are Lester the Tester. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to stand here and try out paint schemes for us if that's Thanks. all right, Lester. No, no, nothing else. Just sit sit there in the corner and look undefined.
2: Just, <laughs> just, just strike pose every so often. That's sort of just so we see what the body looks like. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, so I think, as I said in the Dreadclaw, it's sort of a I'm going for a bluish um, main colour scheme, which I've probably it's gone. I've gone for quite a oh, light yeah. blue. I did buy the the verdigris paints that um, okay. Vallejo do. Oh, yeah. So they do a, the Verdigris paint. I've also got the Verdigris glaze.
1: So Verdigris is that kind of greeny, blonde, bronze... So, color,
2: yeah, it? it's it's the colour that bronze goes with. Bronze goes, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Because
1: yeah. um, that's a similar colour to the Legion Critus isn't
2: it? Yeah, and this is... and I've seen a load of Legion Critus ones, and I've just gone, oh, maybe I don't want to use this. Which is because I was going to do it, so... The light blue and the the verdigris would sort of blend. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, that's that. Well, that's the dream. The reality will probably be: <laughs> here's a
1: block of blue and here's a block of
3: verdigris.
1: <laughs> a harsh clash oh. of colours that Salvador Dali wouldn't even use. <laughs> exactly. <My, laughs> we my, my,
2: uh, my, my impressionist stage is is not. Is, uh, <laughs> it, it's still very much in the throes of. Okay.
3: Um,
2: so I think it's yeah, and am possibly going to. Go for yeah, just sort of a, a red highlight detail.
3: Okay.
2: Um, I'm going to try and avoid stripes because I think stripes are going to be quite prevalent amongst the lesions
3: mm. that
2: we see. So I don't really want to do that. I just it's either going to be sort of a, a blended effect, which won't be blended, <coughs> or maybe just a block like b- a quite blocky yeah. colors.
1: I'm with
2: you. I'm not. Oh, I can't. Yeah. It's it's stressing it's stressing me out. I'll be honest with you
3: which um, me... like if
2: that's the biggest stress in my life right now
3: I think well I'd yeah good.
2: You know, you so I, like, I, I can't grumble too much but and then obviously as yes, we discussed Adam goes and
3: yeah.
2: shows off his talents and curse you know
3: yeah, yeah because
0: of people for being so talented yeah. yes. I know right
2: I think it's I'm, I'm really looking forward to painting them in like a way in like I'm looking forward to the challenge of painting them sure because as you and I discussed Michael They are really detailed models, and now actually seeing them, seeing the sprues in my hand, it's just like crazy, crazy good models. I think
1: Um, they're big as well. So there's an element of paint fear. The Warlord, in particular, it's not as if you can not you can hide him away somewhere at the back of the army, you know, with all the other yeah. Oddly painted front. mutants that you've got. He's going to be front. And, he's going to be front and center. So you know, the ones that you're not keen about. So when someone takes a photo, it's like, oh, I'll just move you know him to the back and that yeah, tank yeah. round the corner because they look awful. Um, yeah. You you can't do that with them. He's the centerpiece of the army, isn't he? So it's, uh,
2: yeah, exactly. The the knights are actually probably the ones that are giving me more of a headache. Okay. Because I it's going to be painting multiples of them so they look. Uniform, if that makes sense.
3: Mm. Yes,
2: I know it's no different to painting a space marine,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but I think I don't know. They seem to be the ones that are giving me more of a headache.
1: I not know to what to do. I know, I know exactly what you mean. So when I painted my Titan and my Knights, I didn't give any thought at all. This is the the twenty eight mil, not the mm-hmm. Titanicus versions. Um, I didn't give any thought at all to you know, the history of the um, Knight House or the the legion that the titan came from from honestly yeah and i painted them in the colors that i thought i like purple so i'm painting them purple and so i've got a titan that's purple and a very dark purple almost like for those in the uk like the sort of cadbury's um chocolate dairy milk purple with a gold highlight and i've got the knights in there in a similar kind of scheme and and then now i'm thinking ah you can't really have the titan the same color as the knights so now i've got a big quandary because what i really want to do is to say hey i've got my knights and my titan in 28 mil okay and i've got my knights and my titan in little scale because i think that'd be cool you know yeah um but now it's like the painting of just the titans and the knights in um little scale now has a ramification for bigger scale stuff if that makes any sense because i want them yes. to you know look the same some bizarre yes. so now i'm getting roped into these things that i never really thought about previously which was you know which um Nighthouse fought with which titan legion which then fought with the iron warriors so i want to make some kind of sense um yes. so legion kratos did come up but i'm do you know the only legion that i'm really i really like that i was i always liked um mortis because from the yeah. storm of iron books that if it was the desiree i mean this you know so. legend yeah this sort of um legendary titan that's like writ large like the entire history of the imperium really because it was at the siege of terror you know it was at, you know all other 40k engagements and stuff you know this phenomenal thing and i really like the idea of that so i'm still not sure myself whether i'm going to go Legio Critus or whatever it is or whether I am going to just try and do um, Mortis, Legio Mortis um, and then paint my Titan, proper scale Titan, the same colour as a Legio Mortis Titan So Decisions, decisions, again like you, I've got this kind of quandary that I'm going to need to make a decision on at some point but I'm still mulling it over I think
2: yeah, I think part of Mortis has been we've known this is coming for a long time i think it's been sort of i've had a lot of time to think about it and so a lot of different thoughts have gone through my brain oh, yeah. But now it's trying to filter out the the the, the junk basically oh, to yeah. come up with a, a useful plan yes yeah. so i'm sure i'll come up with something but uh,
3: yeah that's that's, true, yeah i like, mean it's
2: not color color common, at least with sort of the legions in 40k and in 30k rather you've got a pre-existing paint scheme
1: you have that's true
2: and i'm trying to create something from scratch yes that i then want to look good
1: yes without having a handy without, painting guide to
2: go without having to. a or without having any sort of guide for it there's no yeah. inspiration so
1: yeah I mean, Michael, you were like a laser when it, you 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 had made your mind up exactly what you were going to do, and you went for it, didn't you?
0: Uh, well, I was humming and harring to a degree between Ignatium and Tempestus because um, I definitely true. wanted a Martian Legion. Um, yeah, and if I went Tempestus, it works for traitors and
1: loyalists. So, for those of us who aren't as well versed in the law as your good self, what's the story there with Tempestus? So they. What's their kind of deal by having half traitor, half loyalist? Can you give us a brief rundown without putting you on well, the spot? And basically, the, your ones,
0: knowledge? the ones that were left on Mars um, were, uh, were remained loyal to um, to, to Terra and um, were mostly lost in the defence of the Magma City, uh, whereas the ones that were out on service in the galaxy mostly were serving with Horus' legions and thus um, sided with him.
1: Right, okay.
0: So gotcha. it, it, it was split. Um, and then afterwards, they, um, the loyalists sort of uh, won out in terms of the Legio and it relocated off Mars.
1: So it's an existing. So the history still goes up into the sort of 40k law. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. So. There you go. So, what about your night house? Have you got one that allies with them specifically?
0: Uh yeah, I'm sticking with Tyrannus, which is what I do in um, in twenty eight mil. Right. Okay. So, very cool. Although so, there is a little bit of nice. there is a little bit of discussion as to what colour they should be, um, because oh, that's right. Yeah. In the um, in the original, they are uh, in Graham McNeil's novel, they are blue, but the Codex for Knights says they they've ever worn red.
1: So this is the Mechanicum book, actually. Yeah, I saw a poll, it was a poll, wasn't there? Um, yeah. From Sanicus, yeah. Saying, I'm going to paint my, my nights. Um, should they be blue or red? And everybody's like, no, they should be blue. Your knights should be blue as per the Mechanicum I'm book. going with Could red. Word I'm renewed. sticking
0: with red because that's what my um, my exactly. I would are. Do, <laughs> I would do
1: exactly the same if I wanted to do No problem at all. So, Anyway, so decisions, decisions. Like Chris says, if that's the biggest stresses in our lives, then things aren't so bad, are they? Yeah.
2: Nope. But that's yeah, that's that's that's
1: where I'm at basically.
2: Cool. That's your modeling. Yeah. Yes. But great,
1: great, you, Graham. So I've I've been actually pretty busy on the paint front. So I'm, I've got I'm, I'm getting to a backlog of almost Michael bottrell type proportions <laughs> in terms of things. So uh, and I'm I'm a stickler for completing one thing before moving on to the next, because otherwise I just know that it'll just end up in a I'll end up in a heap of plastic, you know rolling around like Scrooge McDuck, but just very carefully uh, in a load of sprues. And um, so I went to finish my worldies because I had this um, tournament uh, at the beginning of the month and I went to get them done and dusted so that that was it. I didn't have to go back to them anymore. I didn't have to paint any more white and blue for a bit. So I finished off, I did have a busy month. So I finished off my, uh, I got my whirlwind Scorpius painted. Uh, I got the Damocles Command Rhino painted I got the Venator, which was in both the, the Scorpius and the Venator are both ex Iron Warriors vehicles that I've stripped and repainted. And the Venator, I was just like a cursed vehicle that would always roll ones and twos. And sure enough, it still does even in World Eaters colours. Uh, the machine spirit for that one's obviously been tainted somewhere. And uh, and the Typhon. So I, I had a Typhon that I wasn't using anymore because you put it in an Irons Warriors list and you might as well get a T-shirt with I am that guy written on it. Um, because it's such a powerful tank but in the world eaters army that I've got which is not so powerful I don't think it's okay to use once in a while but um I needed a home for it I didn't want to sell it so I thought I'll just paint it up and world eaters and it looks okay so my continuing battle with um white was was going on and do you know what in the end I realized that I was spending a lot of time and effort for no real uh, benefit so I was using the um uh, Duncan's method for painting white, which is you know going up from greys and then you know sort of dry brushing up with whites and stuff, and you end up with a nice white finish. But then all I'm doing is I'm dirtying it down anyway, just by either covering it in sort of a, a very very light um, dark wash of some description, um, usually uh, null oil to, to fill in all the, the cracks, and then a bit of agretz earth shade uh, where needed. And to verse with you it kind of takes away all the effort you've made to make the white look really sort of pearly and, you know, pristine. So I was thinking, actually, so with the tanks now, I just basically, I've got a, a Tamiya uh, light grey undercoat. So I undercoat them in this light grey. And then I just got a, a army painter white. And I just spray them with that and then just use the washes to do what I need to do. So it saves me a bit of time. So finally, once I've got to the end of the army, I found a quicker way of doing them. But um I've got a load of guys to paint up but I'm putting them on the back burner for the time being because I just want to do something different so I've also started my um, now that I've got them finished I've now started my cults and militia army so I had some uh, yeah. so I had some um, 40k guard army and I'm not playing uh, 40k anymore so I thought well, what can I do with these guys I could sell them but actually do you know what I really always fancy doing a cults and militia army so I'll just use these these fellas so um So I've got a lot of Lehman Russes and I've got some bits and bobs and I've actually managed to cobble together a reasonably sized Colts and Militia army that's different. Um, It's sort of Lehman Russ braced, so that's all good. You know me and I like a tank. And I'm going to use... um, The idea for this army is uh, I want them to be uh, from our campaign. So the Chaos Miner uh, campaign that we're running in September and we ran in March, I want this squad, this army to be uh, one of the armies that was fighting there either and what i've come up with is a sort of idea because there's a there's a challenge on i think it might be geno 5-2 are doing it where basically you you kind of put a new army together with a new idea you know so i've decided to do that so this is this the chaos miners and regulars oh and, uh, the, the re- geno
0: 5-2 alternative armies
1: yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've yeah, su- yeah yeah subscribe to that so so this is my alternative army basically so um And the idea I had with them was that the the sort of there would be like a, because in the way that the particular campaign um, played out, it was quite brutal. The 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 loyalists took a right battering, um, as the uh, traitors invade, Um, and I wanted this to be uh, like an assembled scratch scratch company of different elements of a, of a defence force. So, you know, there was like this sort of PDF force, Planetary Defence Force, um, and there might be some solar auxiliary in there as well. But the idea is that effectively it's a it's an amalgamation of a sort of scratch company, if you will, that's been formed because that's the, the remnants of leftover bits of um, different armies. So Spoilers? Well, possibly, because, of course, it could be completely different in September because of the branching narrative. So... Um, but if that's the case, it still doesn't matter because this is still yeah. would be a perfectly valid force, you know, in, yes. even under those circumstances. Um, so, yeah, spoiler alert: um, that planet does get invaded, because um, <laughs> <laughs> that's everybody gets invaded. Have you noticed that? Anyway, yeah. um, so I've got a termite, you know, the the, the termite thing. Yeah. So uh, I've decided that these guys, the grenadiers that I've got in my army, are all uh, miners. So I'm going to use the termite. Um, as their uh, preferred method. They're all children. Miners, as in you, you cheeky. You know, so they're going to be from the basalt mines of Chaos Minor, you know, been converted in the time of war to to stand up and fight the enemy under overwhelming odds. They've, you know, survived it or whatever. They're now veterans and they've been drafted as an imperial army sort of thing.
0: You know, I mean, now you've got to pull in some Gene Steeler cult models
1: yeah i know what you mean i couldn't do it, couldn't i but um, um let me get this thing done okay because i'm because <laughs> I'm, I'm, i have a a rule you know, i have to get if i start something i have to finish it so i want to get this done before i move on to my um titans which are still in the in the box i haven't even opened them you just put them together again for that very reason so i'm trying to get this stuff completed so i'm at a point where i'm happy with this army I can use it up to about three thousand points, and um, and then I'll move on to something else. But that will be three armies, which is enough now, no more. So yeah, busy month, busy yeah. month. Um, so like I said, I've got two currently. I've got all that stuff painted, and I've got two, um, Lehman Russes on the workbench with a couple of turrets, um, some of the forge world turrets. So hopefully, I shall get that done. I'm, I'm off this week. I'm hoping I might get some time to build the the, the termite and I plan to paint that in um, non-regimental colours so that I can use it for all my armies. So I think I might just paint it up like a generic um, mining piece of equipment, you know, maybe paint it orange or something. Um, do like that
2: um, copper colour they do on the model itself because that's not going to tie in too much with any of your existing models, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So just something that's not the same as the the legions that I have, then I can use it in World Ages, I can use it in Iron Warriors, or I can use it for this Planetary Defence Force stuff, so... So yeah, so um, that's the plan. But anyway, in terms of current projects, that's what I've got. On, that's what I've got on the go at the minute. Nice, right. Hi, Michael. Ah well, i how, how, many,
2: how many models have you painted? This
1: month? He's a machine. The man's a machine.
2: Terrified. Every time we do this section, um, I, just, I, I look at myself in the mirror and think you're a disgrace.
1: Yeah. It's mostly well, been also, theory. Also noticed that you, You've drafted uh, um, Megan into. To, um, making some scenery up as well i see uh she wanted to okay she
0: she was like she was like i want to paint some of that scenery i was like all right right. she decided she doesn't want to do any more of this particular type (laughs) but i don't blame her it's uh the 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 sector the new sector imperialist stuff it's very detailed there's a lot of stuff to it
1: it's not just a quick spray and a dry brush then
0: no no there's a lot there's a lot to it a lot a lot a lot of features to it but it looks phenomenal
1: mm, it does look great but so yeah on so on.
0: I've, I've mostly been painting terrain um i've, I've put it, it's in our show notes but it's all the way right at the bottom so i'll just pull it up what i've done um, in terms of terrain what i've done is i've done um a box of stc riser pattern runes. actually a box and a half um but they're relatively easy to do you know it's simple you know dry uh, you know put a color down wash it dry brush it Put the metals on easy um uh, and al- a set of alchemite stacks um and they
2: look really nice I've got, they look yeah. really really good
0: yeah i was pleased with them i was pleased with them the alchemite stacks looked turned out pretty well um mm-hmm. then we did some um then what else did i do um a firestorm redoubt i hate wall of Martyr scenery but that one yeah, wasn't that's too bad reference.
1: It's quite a. It's a lot to that one actually. There's quite a bit in there. All the little skulls and stuff. Skulls at the bottom of the basement. Yeah.
0: And the bits of uniform. It's 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 horrible because it's just so much detail in there uh, yeah. for, for for you know a scenery kit. Uh, then we then I did the um, uh, two galvanic magna v- vents, um, which various people which I got off various people who didn't want them from their. Uh, their copy of Renegade. Right. Um, oh yeah. I'm happy with that because I was able to make two decent pieces of scenery out of them. Cool. Um, then we d- did some galvanic servo haulers. So the little tractor type tractor tug things. Um, they're quite nice actually.
1: Oh, I like those. They're kind of, kind of cute if you will, but yeah, they're, yeah. they're good. good, good thing. They give a bit of character to some scenery, don't
0: they? Yeah, they do. They do. Um, Uh, an administratium, that was what Megan did.
1: That was really good. Really good.
0: Yeah. And two boxes of the armoured containers.
1: And I dropped off three, but I didn't paint them. See, I'm not like Chris, who's a conscientious young man. Well, I say young man, he's not that young anymore. The containers are (laughs) I just just handed them over. Michael, paint these. Cheers. The containers aren't (laughs) a
0: thing to paint, you know, they're just a case of get a colour on, get a wash done,
1: dry brush. Uh but is that the
2: constitute painted because that's pretty much how i've done every model
1: ever <laughs> that's, a, that's an advanced painting job around these that's... parts sir. <laughs> yeah oh,
0: well the thing with scenery is you bad. don't have to do quite the same amount of work
3: no, no, with it uh,
0: or, or the same attention to detail as your army models i don't think that is I mean, true. It people it
1: tend is. to pick up scenery and go, "Oh, look at that spectacular paint job." It's usually a figure that pick up, and say, "Oh, he looks interesting," or "Oh my God, did you did you did you did you dog paint this?" You know, that's what they say.
0: It's <laughs> always nice. It's always nice to play on nicely painted scenery, and I do Very like much. to make sure that we, you know, the guys are playing on scenery that is painted to look all right. Um,
1: I think it certainly does.
0: You know, uh, you know, we don't want to do a London GT and have oh, people Dios. turn up and Jesus.
1: Yeah, no, definitely not. That'll um, never happen. Long live in the memory as infamy for scenery, won't it?
0: It will. And then on my personal um, painting, I literally just finished the Warlord Titan. Yes,
2: and it looks magnificent. That's look magnificent. You
1: just, just I, put a photo on the uh, the Facebook page the next Oh, have you? I have. You have got, got the it finished art? I just All put right, the photo on. Very cool.
0: I'm quite happy with it. it.
1: Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's a very cool looking model, my friend. I like the base. Oh, yeah, so yeah. That's another thing. That's another thing. Basing, like what to do with the bases, oh, just so many headaches. Oh, That's a little look. Because with the custos, I've, I've I went and bought particular bases for them because they have yes. a theme for them. Uh,
1: now so you're fun. gonna have to you're gonna have to go off piece and. And, um, and and paint them or do something wow.
2: well I, I just
0: remember that um the the titans walking in 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 is it um uh what is it is it galaxy in, no false gods or galaxy in flame um when the the titans are on the moon of darwin and they're walking in that toxic swampy thing Oh, yeah, and yeah. I just thought, you know what, that that sounds cool. You know, titans marching across a, 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 a really nasty, corrupted, um, swampy environment. So that's what I've I that's need what some I've of that UV for.
2: paint to put in the little uh, acid pools because then you know, no, no, no that's just Noble's Rock, does oh, it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool, it's that,
1: cool. Nurgle, that, that
3: Nurgle. looks fantastic.
1: I like, I like the pose Rock as well,
0: over Caliban Green. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to convey some motion with it because yeah, uh, unlike the, you know, the Knights and 28 mil, there's a, these are very posable.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he looks like he's ready for business, doesn't he? Really good.
0: Yeah. So I am, I'm, 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 I'm happy with these models. I, uh, you know, um, you know, when they first said, Oh, we're doing him in plastic. I was kind of worried and thought we're going to get, you know, static posed,
1: you know, right. right? Yeah. I mean, like the contempt of, in the cow set.
0: Yeah. But even the knights are reasonably, um, you know, poseable. Not massively poseable, but reasonably. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they look, he looks great. But job I'm quite life happy life. with that. So that mm. is what I've been painting. And I'm going to be c- continuing on um, for the rest, of the rest of the month with scenery now. Uh, I might try and get my knights done for Titanicus. But... -hmm. I am pretty much scenery central, pretty much on my scenery. I've got two Promethean refineries to build, I've got more STC riser ruins, um, which Megan says she wants to do. Okay, I'm happy with that, um, because they're relatively easy to do, and then we'll uh, and hopefully, we'll have enough tables with enough decent terrain on it for Company of Legends, and then, um, probably. Do one more for March, and then I uh-huh. think so long as Durham Raiders are okay with us borrowing the scenery, we will have enough going forward. Very good. But for March, I'm thinking I might add get some of that Death World Forest stuff because I think it'll be interesting to have a board like that.
1: They had one, didn't they? Just a, a forest one at the event we went to um, yeah. a couple of weeks back. Yeah, there, is, is, a, there
0: is a Durham Raiders do have a foresty board um, oh, yeah. now. Um which Andrew Newton has made up and it looks brilliant but it just uh, yeah. I thought some of the you know if we can supplement that with some of the Eldar you yeah. know ruiny stuff it'll look different because very cool it's always great having your own scenery and it's stuff you know you get out of a, a fish tank type of that's right yeah type stuff which looks great yeah. it looks great I'm not I'm not criticizing it at all Uh <laughs> which I think some people might think I might if I'm saying I want to add to it Let's just, you know, add a little bit more variety to it. Yep, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, very good. And that's me. Cool. So, what about games? I, well,
2: I'm just gonna. You you bought a model, didn't you?
0: Oh yes, yes, I bought a model. Um, I bought a um, I bought two lots of models actually. I bought a um.
2: You made a very sensible choice.
0: Uh, an adeptus custody shield captain.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. Could be worse. Though. You could have some Mechanicum.
0: Uh, I do uh, have yeah. Mechanicum. I'm just not working on them at the minute. Um, but no, no, I, I, look, uh, I, I... Since they got their bit of a nerf, yes, I'm actually sort of thinking... Uh, I actually think I do want to play Custodies now. I'm going to start as a little allied force and build it up from there, you know. The Shield Captain yeah. and five, five Custodes
3: yeah and then still i
0: was
2: I, I was there when it, people spat on us you know that's all i'm saying
1: <laughs> these johnny come lately so no i i think that it is now
0: <laughs> i think it's a lot i think it's going to be a lot easier for people to, to... lose
1: games
2: to them absolutely
1: oh he's not bitter everybody just want to point that out about his uh, seventy points or whatever extra his army's going to cost him in teleport transponders. But no, I, t- I get where you're, I get where you come from. Oh I, I get yeah, I totally
0: was... get where you are coming from. You know, uh, an army that t- played a certain way one day is now play is now a completely different way of building it. You know, and that hurts. You know, because um, I think a lot of people who play space walls in in um, in forty k are feeling that this week with the um, with what apparently in the new codex.
2: Yeah. We'll oh, yeah, there's yeah. We'll form a support group. Mm. Um, but no, do you like, have you assembled him yet, this guy? Just because I've got the model, I was just want to get your thoughts on him, really. No, not yet. Okay. I have clipped so... him
0: up and cleaned him.
2: Yeah.
0: I just haven't built him yet. Okay, cool. Um, but I, I, I'm thinking of doing what, I don't know if you guys uh, pay attention to Greg when he talks about painting on the Imperial Truth, but he's been doing custodies. And he's been using these um, almost pen-type paintbrush things, and he mixes oh, okay. into the um, into it this uh, the uh, the, go- the gloss uh, a 50-50 mix of. Well, I was I, I was thinking about this mix before I heard Greg mention it, and I was like, okay, that looks like that sounds like a good way of mi- of putting it on there. But it's a a 50 mix of Raitchland flesh shade and Raitchland flesh gloss. Yeah.
3: Um.
0: But he has this paintbrush, which is yeah, like... No, you,
1: you've talked about this before. I would quite be interested. We should dig a picture of this out, because it sounds quite an intriguing thing.
0: Yeah, like a, a reservoir
1: Yeah. Uh, 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 in, in,
0: in the paintbrush handle, and you can just put the lid on, take it off, and do, mm. do the painting that you need to do as and when. Sounds good. So uh, I'm so, very... I just want to
1: back up just slightly... Um, something you said. So let me just get this correct, if I may. Our, our good friend Chapter Master Dan. Oh
3: yeah.
1: As is a uh, proponent of the Mechanicum army, I understand it. And now he's doing custodies. He's well been like
2: custodies for a while. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, he's the custodies.
2: They've been a I think of him for a bit now. So
1: okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, won't, I, will, I will pursue that line of inquiry no further. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, no,
0: no, I, I've just been thinking and that sounds like uh, an interesting method to get custodian units done. Yeah. Because
2: um, I okay. use, um, yeah, I just, I've, I've based them um, the, the uh, battle can gold and then just, yeah, flesh, uh, right and flesh shade and sort of two or three layers onto it just to Bronze them slightly,
1: yeah.
2: The ones that I've always done,
1: take the shine off them, as it were, yeah,
2: yeah. Just, you know, just give them that bit more tone to them. Got
0: you. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm That's thinking cool. it'll be very much a case of the Reichland flesh shade, Reichland flesh shade gloss, and then a dry brushing with Sigmarite.
2: Yeah, just to bring out the. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Cool. I'll look uh, forward but... to seeing your custodies list at some point, Michael. Oh, cool.
0: uh, yeah, as I said, I've got, I've got, I've got five custodies. I've got the shield captain. Um, I will. That's about a thousand
2: points.
0: Sounds about right. <laughs> I will at some point do them as an as a small allied force, and so your space walls. Uh, no, because my space walls are drop podding, and I don't think they can take allies if you're
1: drop podding. Oh, if you use the right of war. Uh, okay, fair enough. Because that would have been thematically, you know, with the old uh, Prospero.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. I suppose it would have been, but.
1: Oh, I don't yeah, know. Really I'm
0: pretty sure they can't take allies. I might be wrong. It's been it's a while be one since of one right of war, but there's a lot of right of wars which basically say you cannot take allies. I think so many of them Most, do. Actually.
1: Quite a lot of them do. It's, it was a weird argument actually the other week. This would be interesting to see what you, which side of the fence you guys fall on. So where you have rights of war that say you can't take allies, okay, can your allied unit take that right of war? I think was the general argument.
2: But you can't take an allied unit.
1: So let's say, for example, I have a yeah, I have a, a rival right that allows me to take an allied detachment. Yeah. Can the allied detachment take a right of war? I don't so think
0: the mean... allied detachment can take a right of war. Yeah,
2: I didn't think they can take rights of war anyway. I thought it was only the a...
0: Well why can't they? Well, I think an Allied detachment can take a right of war. I just
1: don't think you can have two rights of war. Yeah, let's come on to that later <laughs> Let's not do that one here because that's probably a discussion for a dreadclaw or something. It's a weird one. I, I, there was a raging argument about this because what people were saying was that the general consensus was that I, I think, and I could have this wrong, so people like Ben Williams, for example, who probably know these things better than I do, would be able to put me straight, but that you can take a, an Allied detachment and that Allied detachment would take its own right of war, okay, but the argument was can the right of, can the Allied detachment Take a right of war that doesn't allow allies, just to get your head completely baked.
2: So, rights of war. Yeah. The section in the in the red book yep. starts with. This section contains a number of ri- new rights of war that a model with the master of the legion special rule may use, subject to the usual rules and uh, any limitations. Sure. Listed in that. End. So, can you have a model you with can, the master of the legionism?
1: Can I have a prate, uh, or you could have a you could have a um delegatus both of which have the
2: yeah, yeah, or herald
1: or a herald so yeah so unless it's what i mean people i've never seen anybody do it to be fair and i think it's one of those things that you know would raise an eyebrow or two um if you started rocking in with multiple rights of war but um i'm sure there's a reason why you can and can't do it i'll have to give it, have to give it a proper read through at some point but yeah it does seem odd, doesn't it? I mean, two rights of war for two, you know, two detachments seems a bit of a bit of a flange, if I'm honest. But I'm sure people use them very effectively.
3: So, yeah. Uh,
2: does a particular detachment in your army may only ever use one right of war generated by the presence of a master position? Yeah. So that's so, one yes.
1: detachment. So you could have one yeah. detachment and another detachment, both of which could have a right, of war. right of war. And the argument was, can that right of war then take, sorry, can that allied detachment then take a right of war that wouldn't normally allow allies, if you see what I mean? So it's like the reverse. So I've got, let's say I've got one um, Yeah, because
2: then you're not allying yeah. to that unit, or you're allying no. the main unit. So it's a it's a phrasing <sighs> thing, but I would say that was, that was fine. Yeah. If, so anyway, You know, if in September that question comes
1: up. I hope it doesn't.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'd say it's gaming the system. It
1: it, it is. Uh, I, I would I wouldn't be clear. agree with you, but there are the rules and the rules like say, I think Chris's argument's probably valid insofar as the reason why you can't take an allied detachment with that right of war, um, is because if you had one big detachment and then you allied with that right of war, let's say it's the orbital assault one or something along those lines, or a armoured breakthrough, for example, which I don't think you can take allies with, or maybe you can. Um it's so powerful that a full army effectively with all of the different force organization choices would be too powerful. Whereas an allied detachment would by definition be smaller because it's only going to be, you know, one HQ, three troops, two troops, one heavy support choice, one fast attack choice. So, you know, in a smaller thing, it may not be as powerful. I'm guessing.
2: Mm. Um, drop podding, the orbital assault drop pod thing. You can take allies.
0: Oh, I can take allies. Okay. Well, maybe you can't take be- a
2: fortification. You can take. Yeah. It
0: doesn't say you can't take. Yeah, you better not take a fortification allied detachment. Maybe I will be taking
1: a uh, custo to my wolves then. There you go. You heard it here first. It was it, it unleashed that beast, right? Yeah. as it were. Well, Man, um, it's, it's 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 um it's you know it's feemy. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. It's absolutely. I can't. You know, there's no way it isn't feemy. You, you know, it's uh, absolutely is. I mean, the the whole. You know, when they invaded Prospero, one assumes they got down there pretty sharpish, usually, by um drop-podding or something similar. So,
0: wow. yeah, all good. Drop-pods and space walls go together like, well, you know, they just yeah. go together very, very well.
1: True enough. So, anyway, one for us to discuss, I'm sure people have got their own views. If you think that we have got that completely wrong, um, drop us a, a post on the Facebook page or me, me, message us directly. And we'd be, happy, we'd be happy. We'd love to hear your opinions because we think it's kind of okay-ish, maybe. Well, I right, think it's gaming.
0: I think it's okay, but it's I okay give you, in I terms give of you rules a, as written. But I give you is a. It, is it... I give you a long, hard stare.
1: Oh, like an So
2: to... <laughs> <laughs> Just, just as a, just a, you know, just so it, what I mean, you might want to do is you might have a forced, but you might want to take a Fury of the ancients, sort of separate detachment, that sort of thing
3: yeah um so i don't think you exactly could take run.
0: fury of the ancients as an allied detachment uh, you need free it not HQs not include, for
2: that. so I think has yes, troops choices and maybe his compulsory troop choices for those detachments
0: you need free troop. you need free HQ for it you need a praetor or um, what well, you need a master of the Legion to bring yeah, the you,
2: you need, need a um and a primary medic.
0: Exactly. So I don't think you can take that as a as an allied.
1: Okay, just by the nature of the. Uh, good point. Anyway, there we go. Yep. Interesting. So, uh, before we kind of went on to, off of a massive tangent, uh, a huge tangent into all sorts of territories, uh, we were going to. Was this all a cunning distraction ploy, Chris? Because I noticed against, in the show notes, games played, Chris, nil point I've checked on my app.
2: Look, so I'm, I'm building up for the, the end of the <laughs> 10 games I'm going to play. So I've, I've, you know, emotionally and uh, yeah, yeah. physically preparing myself, you know, I've, I've got the sure. pictures of, of people on Facebook on my punch bag, you know, psyching <laughs> myself up for it. So I'm just emotionally and physically getting myself ready for, for that.
1: Is it, okay. is it, is in your, um? you know, Fortress of Solitude when you're yeah. preparing for these uh, you know in you know, is it a montage from Rocky or is it more of a um you know a, an ancient knight preparing for the crusade, you know? Yeah,
2: it's 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 a very nice it's a hybrid I like to think of you know. <laughs> I pick up some wood, I put it down a few times, you know. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: I stand there, I stare at a picture of, you know, of um Valdor and just yes. like, focus on him, sort of knock <laughs> eyes with the picture. Just try and get my uh, my mindset correct. That sort of thing. So, you know, the process starts now. I'll start fasting soon. I'll try and drop a few pounds. Get to, get down to fighting
1: weight. Oh, dear. We're we going to oh have to have them my. weigh at the ceremony. we get the scales out. And you're going to yeah, come and your speedos. Yeah.
2: That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to face off against the, you know, Thousand Suns model. That sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Uh. Fantastic! That's what yeah. oh, we compulsory all. We have a way in. A <laughs> way in. Can have a few harsh words with each other, and then you know, somebody storms off.
2: Well, we can we can do that on at, at uh, in September.
1: Sure. You and I, I. Ticket sales would absolutely rocket. They right? would.
2: We'll put we'll live stream it on Facebook for people.
1: Sky would want to see it. They
2: would. That. I'm absolutely let's get let's get Matchroom involved. Anyway, sorry. Do you guys have played games?
1: <laughs> okay,
0: Graham, you've played most games. So, do you want to talk about yours?
1: Oh, God, I've played tons of games this month, actually. It's been an incredible busy month of gaming. So, where to start, where to start? So, the first game I think I had since the last broadcast was against John Dermondsey And and this was uh, my World Eaters against his Raven Guard. And uh, this, he's been working on this Raven Guard for some time now. And every time I play it, it gets better and better. And he was there and thereabouts in this last game. I think a couple of tactical uh, decisions could have been... Um, change the course of the battle um his luck did desert him at a point during the game but um no more than uh, mine generally does so it was kind of on as even on that score and um i think this was a legion of lies uh, battle um and um unfortunately i did win that one but uh, it was very close you know it was one of those ones i think that came down to the rolls so another great game against him i really enjoy playing games against john i always have a great time and then the second game I had this month was um, a bit of a special event. Was, uh, this is for Phil Scott. Uh, he's uh, based over in Germany. But he comes back to the UK uh, once in a while. And, oh,
0: uh, with his custodes.
1: Yes. So uh, I had a battle with him. at This was this one was at uh, Vanguard Games in um, Middlesbrough. Oh, I've heard good things. Yeah, it was good. It's a nice shop. Uh, I've been to a tournament there, uh, for, a 30-game tournament there. Not with Phil, actually, we went to a doubles tournament together there. Um, and it was it was good, you know, you can park there, which is always from my point of view is always a bonus, it means i not lugging like, a massive case around. And um so it was me against Phil. Phil brought his custodies and I hadn't played the custodies other than Chris's incarnation thereof. So this was a bit of a, a bit of a learning curve. And again, I was using the um, world eaters and um, the Iron Warriors that seem to have sort of gone into semi-retirement. Um I only kind of bring those out for blood and glory, I think. Um so same sort of armies that I've been using, so I've been trying to perfect this army because I knew they had this tournament coming up. Um, so this was basically uh I can read through the list because it's been pretty much static since. So it's uh let me just make sure I've got the right list, of course, because I'm bound to have the wrong one. Oh, i've got the wrong one. Anyway, it's a Damocles command because I'm a, a big fan of when I've got reserves, that I don't want to be caught napping on the reserve front. Um So getting the Damocles is good. There's a couple of good rules for Damocles. It's 100 points, so it's quite pricey. But um, obviously getting you the plus one or minus one to reserve rise is really useful. Um, It's also got... Yeah, I mean, that is, to coin a, without no pun intended, a bit hit and miss. (laughs) um, Because it's not as good as the orbital and that you get from the master signals. So if it was just purely for that, it's probably not worth the points. But having an orbital and is a really useful thing to have in the game because... It does give you the ability to hit the enemy where they don't want to be hit. And usually they're, it's a good way of thinning out something like a um, quad, uh, quad launcher, um, quad mortars rather, something like that, um, because you can hit them before they can hit you kind of thing from range. So always good to have one, either in a Damocles or a Master Singles by preference. But anyway, the Damocles one is pretty good. twin link, strength AP3. I think it's Lance as well, so um, it can do damage to the... And um, things like um, Spartans, so just we want to strip a whole point off, or you know, maybe stun it if you're very lucky. Um, and so, but the main thing for it from my point of view is it's 24 inches, no scatter, deep striking, so which comes on the rest of the army. Um, so, I've also got a Praetor, you know, the full, the semi full frat Praetor. So, this is the uh, uh the Cataphracti Terminator armor, and um, Paragon Blade, um. Just to, he's just got a combi bolter, um, digital lasers, but not master crafted, which is the full fat version. Um, and he always does me pretty proud to be um, the rage special rule for traitor. Well, he just gives him quite a few attacks on the charge, um, so he can be a bit of a monster. And uh, the third uh, choice for my HQs is my um, Primus Medicaid, because uh, yep. just to keep some of these guys alive in the heat of battle. Uh, are you was using good. just
2: the normal Primaris Medicare or are you using the special World Eaters?
1: No, I'm not using the go special on. World Eaters one because he can he can't go with Terminators. The special World oh, Eaters okay. I can only go with a duct tie, I think.
3: So oh, yeah.
1: I haven't got any of those. I've just got Terminators. So oh, yeah, okay. a a Cataphracti, the special the sort of um, limited edition model they did some time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them oh. uh, in there, and then I've got my troops is basically four. Terminator squads of varying sizes, but three of them are all five man squads with power fists, chain fists, and lightning claws. And they're all in um uh dread claw drop pods as uh, dedicated transports. And then the uh, fourth squad, slightly bigger, it's got six men and um got a reap order cannon, whereas the others have got heavy flamers. And that's what the Praetor and the uh, Medicae go in. And they will go in the back of the Storm Eagle, which I've also got. So, a lot of stuff dropping in, and um, pretty quick in that regard. Obviously, once they get on the ground, they can't do anything because they can't run. But uh, it's a good army in that regard. And then I've kind of beefed up my um, heavy support section a little bit, and um, gone back to some uh, old things that I know quite well. So, the Derodeo's been a constant from day one. It's a really, I think it's a, it's an expensive uh, unit but the strength is
3: phenomenal.
1: Yeah. And the missiles are very good because you don't need line of sight to hit things, which is always a bonus. So it's, it's good at sort of sniping away at, uh, powerful, uh, armor three squads, um, seekers and stuff like that. So it's, it's good for getting rid of good of those sort of guys. Um, and like I say, the, the last cannons on it provide you some defense against Spartans. Um, because you know, hitting them in the side or even in the front, it can still damage them. Um, and it's got a good ballistic skill as well, so it's hitting on twos rather than threes. So, yeah, all in all, it's a good unit. 270 points, though. It is quite pr- pricey when you compare it to an Arcus. Um, and then, because I had one, um, and I don't, and I take this thing in more out of nostalgia than for any actual game sense, uh, is the Sikara Venator. Um, again, another Strength 10 weapon. Two shots, again, um, that very rarely hit, in my experience. But that's, you know, he's quite a good... He's a bit more of a threat than he really is in terms of his actual ability to deliver. But you always think, you know, on that lucky roll of the dice, I'm actually going to do something which is either blow something up to an AP one strength ten range, which is very good, or I'm going to hit a super heavy and stop it from shooting, which is does happen, or at least it does did happen with, with that particular unit um later on. Um and a World Scorpius, which is which I think is one of the for the points, is one of the most sort of under costed anti AP or armour three units you can get, uh, because it just devastates, you know, Mm -hmm. those tactical squads or anything that's in um, non-artist or terminator armour, because, you know, D3 plus 1 shots, 48 inches, you don't need to see stuff, because it's barrage, it's strength 8, it's AP3, there's a lot of really cool things it can do, and it's 115 points, which is nothing. So, um, yeah, a really good unit to have, I think. So, that's my army, which is not too bad. Uh, the nice. Storm Eagle's obviously in there. And I also had 50 points left over, so I've got a Tarantula um, Twin Link cannon thing. So that's what I had. Um, Phil had some interesting units I hadn't faced before. So he had the Jet Bikes. So the unit yep. of Jet Bikes, which are really cool. Um, he had a lot of uh, the, uh, whatever they are, the, the, the Terminator oh, no, equivalents. Um, you know, the big gold guys, basically, with evil weapons. He also had the ones with the ap2 charging spears i don't know which ones those are but um I'm... so all of our
2: spears on charging are ap2 okay yeah fair enough.
1: so i think he had um, a dreadnought as well if memory serves yeah definitely had a dreadnought and um oh yeah i've got three dreadnoughts in my army as well sorry i forgot about those just um three Corvus contemptors well, anyway, it was a good yeah, game. Just, just was, three
0: um, casual close combat armoured
1: yeah. quarters yeah, contenders yeah, all happened. with uh, flipping chain pist- in there, you know lying around. So I thought I'd use them. Yeah, no, um, why not? But anyway, this was a really, really good game, actually. So uh, he was really worried about my um deep striking, of course. And of course, he's got that ability that, um you know, messes de- with de- deep strikes. strikes, which, you know, can cause you all sorts of bother if you end up um, scattering off. It's also very good against barrage weapons. Everything that he had was pretty much uh, armor too, so my whirlwind Scorpius was kind of useless. Um, but anyway, this was, uh, again, another... Um, this was the mission where you had one objective marker each in, and you put it in your opponent's deployment zone, and we were deployed in corners. So um, he'd kind of defended his, and he put a load of his guys around his objective markers. He knew that I would come in with my dread, dread claws and, and attack it. And at the other sort of corner, he had his bikes... Uh, uh, rocking up the side with some guys as well so um, I think he had the tr- transport maybe no I think he had the transport so yeah it was. you don't get a lot for your money for 3000 points in a um, custodian army I will say that he also I think he had um, the uh, Sisters of Battle special character oh
2: well. she needs to crawl she needs to crawl
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it was a good game uh, really well fought, and um, really well played, love lovely army. and um, he's got his jet bucks looking really good, the red and gold looks really, really awesome on them. Um but the, the long and short of it is like they actually kind of my guys actually held their own. However, I think that I was playing a rule wrong and you might better clarify this for us, Chris, because I think I remembered it, but it was pretty much about two thirds of the way through the game. So your guys have plasma grenades, don't they?
2: They yeah we have plasma grenades which count as assault
1: grenades. But they also count as defensive grenades, don't they? Yeah, oh,
2: there's a question. Yes, I think
1: they do. Because I can't find an entry for them. I think they do because they're in the they're in the FAQ. In the red books. Yeah. Was oh, it in the FAQ?
0: I'm pretty sure it's in the FAQ.
1: Okay, cool. Because I was um, I was obviously I was wading into his guys um, with my raging um, terminators. Steady. And uh (laughs) I was giving them rage. Okay. So they were getting extra two attacks per person. But if they're defensive grenades, defensive grenades mean you count as doing a disorganized charge. And if that's the case, I wouldn't get I wouldn't get rage.
3: No.
1: So I think Um, I might have shortchanged Phil a little bit there, and it was like after I was like, Oh shit, yeah, he said, Oh yeah, I've got these. I think it came up when he was attacking me and I said oh you have got grenades said, yeah I've got these plasma grenades it's like oh he didn't tell me that about the beginning of the game because I think that's a very different um, rule yeah, so yeah they're
2: not actually in the they're not they're a they? weird thing because they're not just look at the FAQ they're not yeah I'm pretty
0: oh, sure they're yeah. in the FAQ not in the are they in the
1: massive
2: red book, the new, I think I'm they, they find them. I think they might the be grenades. in the, they're not in the um, Custodes FAQ
1: there's probably people listening to this guy. Of course, there is you idiots. How come we don't know Probably, I, 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 I'm pretty sure they count as
2: defensive grenades because we have we have um, we have plasma grenades and crack grenades. Here we go. that's yeah. what nice sort of Radio silence as we all feverishly look through our books. So in from.
1: the in the big red book, yes. big, big book page one eight two. There's no plasma grenade in there. Defensive no, it, grenades are listed, though. And um,
2: in the Warhammer, the old 7th Ed Warhammer book, though, weirdly. Yes. But they didn't get ported over, I don't think.
0: As, uh, as I said, I'm pretty sure they're, they're in the FAQ. I'm positive yeah. it was mentioned in the FAQ. I will I'll, bring I'll it up you. now.
1: Okay. I, I thought
0: one of you two was doing that, so.
1: No, no, sorry. So here's the thing. Uh, so, so you talk about the, the game, I'll
0: look up the rules. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Just actually to clarify the point, um, models charging a unit that include any models equipped with defence grenades do not gain bonus attacks from charging. So it's not a disorganised charge per se, just means that my rage wouldn't have happened because I wouldn't get any bonus attacks. But if I had a furious charge, I still would have got that. But anyway, either way, I think I did feel a disservice there. So it was a closer game than it probably would have been um, with that in mind because I was after getting more attacks than I should have had, which means I killed more of his guys. I actually killed Valdor, which was, from my point of view was absolutely awesome because I was immensely happy, because I knew how unhappy Chris would be, um, but then the shield captain that was also in his army came along afterwards, and uh, basically whatever Valdor hadn't touched, he he absolutely did, and that shield captain, even with the FAQ, is still a real bundle of work. I've got to say, he's a toughie. Um, so yeah, I'd, my kind of Praetor squad by that point was fairly well depleted by engaging Valdor and his defe- his squad, because um, they deep struck in close to my lines, and I'd moved my one of my um, uh, dread claws to, to come out, and the Storm Eagle then came on with my Praetor and his guys in there. And of course, you know, the weapons do instant death, so my Medicaid wasn't doing any good. But I actually managed, um, with a volume of attacks and throwing a, a dreadnought in there to kill Baldor. Um Again, I don't think if we'd been playing it correctly, if I'd known, remembered those rules, that that would have happened, Chris, because I think that. The reason I so, got wrapped all was because of volume of attacks.
2: Plasma grenades are assault grenades. Yes, I was just about to say that. Yeah.
1: Right. It's, uh, but it doesn't yeah. say if they're defensive grenades, does it? No.
2: Plas- <laughs> plasma grenades are assault grenades, that's all it says.
1: Okay, so maybe I was in the right. So maybe well. Yay. Yay. Okay, cool. Well, there's another one for um the avid rules followers. That's two controversies in one evening. So did Graham cheat his way to killing Valdor or well, was probably, he, actually he killed Valdor so uh... <laughs> it's impossible to do that obviously it's, oh yeah it's,
0: I must admit every time thing. I see someone do the Valdor model I, I, I'm growing on him a bit more
1: I like it well Chris's one looks great because obviously it got painted by our our, our tame commission painter uh, yeah. but okay, um, I'm going to tell him you said that because you know well, he's the Stig, isn't he? That's what I was going to get. At. You know, if we were going to do the Top Gear challenge, he would be our equivalent of the Stig. He would be our equivalent of the Stig. This is true. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, good game, but I did lose that one.
3: Um, Yay!
1: Yes, I know. I was thinking, oh, I've got just to you know, because I'm not. I haven't got a great record against Custodies. I think I've won one, lost I think, one.
2: I think yeah, we're, we're tired, aren't we? If you're between yes. the two of us.
1: And now, now I'm, I'm I'm down by one. So anyway, but to be fair, that was with the world eaters who are the strongest, but actually, I think now that I've played them a bit more and understand them, they are actually pretty strong. And that was evidenced by how I did at this tournament. So the next game that I had, which was actually the Sunday after playing this on the Friday. So I had a bit busy kind of uh, week of gaming, um was against was at uh, a club in South Shield, section Eight gaming. And they had like a local tournament. So it was more of a, a club-based game rather than what you'd see an official sort of 40K style tournament. So there was a narrative there, but it was effectively, you know, it was the two sides, how they get on, but there was a prize for the best best general. in terms,
0: yeah.
1: Um, for the traitors and for the um, uh, loyalists and as well as best painted and stuff. But it was a really lovely little club. Uh, the people were really friendly and, if you go to new clubs as Michael and I do quite often, you know, we go around the area and play people all over the place. Um, And it's always nice to be, sometimes you're not quite sure how you're going to be received. Um, Because weirdly enough, actually some people actually listen to this podcast, which does always surprise us. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so it's always a bit weird, but they were really, really friendly. Um, They really made us feel very welcome. Um, You know, went around and talked to everybody and chatted to them and talked about their armies and stuff. So that was really good. So I really enjoyed the day. Um, I had three great games, apart from the first one. Uh, yeah, so my, against...
0: my, the first guy I played against was a all right. Um, <laughs> trying to think of a friendly <laughs> swear word.
2: I, I, did, uh, I did wonder, because you said you played two ultramarines armies, Graham. I did wonder if, if, if we knew one of the... Uh,
1: yes, we did. Uh, so the first game, and this was drawn at random, I hasten to add the guy basically pulled the names out of a hat for the first game, yeah. was me, E V Michael. So, you know, Michael's ultramarine list, which we've come on to, was actually pretty tough, uh, if I'm honest. You Uh, say that. Yeah, I do say that. The evidence would somewhat prove otherwise. On paper, Michael's list was was a toughie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was told Uh, apparently mine was the list that everyone (laughs) didn't want to face.
1: Yes. So there you go. go, so, So that was interesting. So... My World Eaters were fairly, let's say, that's pretty much the list I took. The only variance was for one of the games, you were allowed to use a Super Heavy. So the rules for this particular thing were no Super Heavies. Was it no named characters? or No, it couldn't be because Valder was there. I just assumed it was no named characters. Um, no, it was
0: it basically no super, no super Heavies or Lords of War. Yeah, uh, so
1: no Primarchs, for example. But you could take them for one game.
0: Yeah, apart so from one, game, one game. game.
1: Yeah. And with your opponent's permission... You could take a, you could use your super heavy. So, as I painted it, I thought I'm going to bring the Typhoon just in case I rock up with somebody you know, who's going to have all sorts of nasty. And um, so Perhaps I had that it
0: that didn't pull off. it up against me. But then again, you, no. you know my ability. <laughs> that's,
1: that's not true. Um, but you didn't have a super heavy with you, did you? No,
0: no. I thought I'm just going to take one list for the whole weekend. I can't be bothered with uh, changing
1: up. Exactly. So. I wasn't ever going to take a super heavy against somebody who hasn't got super heavy, regardless. I'm not that much of a git. So, um but no, I just didn't actually think. I thought oh, retrospectively. But anyway, you had three Medusas. Mm-hmm. No um, three Medusas. You had, you had some artillery, for the quad, quad heavy bolters. Three quad mortars, three quad uh,
0: heavy bolter rapiers. Aegis Defence Line, Um, Volkite... Um, the 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 heavy ones, the medium. One, the well, I say heavy. The yeah. heavy one that's medium. Uh, Culverin? No, Culverin. Calver Calveras? No. Cal calveras Um, and um, two tactical squads. Uh, no, two big. Yeah, two big tactical squads in um, Storm Scrammy Eagles. Man. Yes. Both in Storm Eagles, and mm-hmm. um, uh, what else? There was there was a, a couple of apothecaries and a champion with a uh, Paragon blade.
1: That's right. So Gosh. yeah, not a not a small, uh, insubstantial respect Yeah, it's
0: not not a, not a reasonably friendly list. And, and and the comment I got afterwards was, you know what, nobody wanted to play you. Yeah, and I was oh, like, yeah.
2: I've probably heard some <laughs> of the lists you've done on here before, and just thought, oh, hang on, oh, that, that guy's serious. <laughs> so you know, he
1: doesn't mess about. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the first game, um, I think, I'd ma- because actually going against your army with a drop pod based army is always going to be advantaged for the drop pod based person because mm-hmm. i find that with my own warriors it's, it's the weakness it's with that kind of loadout you want a round or two of sustained shooting at your opponent before they get into your lines um so because that works best basically the last thing you want is somebody up in your grill turn one Um, But, of course, with a drop pod, that gives you the the, the ability to do just that. So two drop pods, because I had three drop pods. uh, Drop pod assault, you can halve them and round up for the first, and they go in on the first turn. So two drop pods came down first turn. The actual um, heat blast thing is actually fairly effective, more effective than I've given it credit for, and I've used it it
0: before. It was pretty um, effective, yeah. yeah.
1: So you, you can get it close, and like I say, that's the advantage of having the Damocles. If you can get that close with your Damocles, um, you can put it where you want it to put it, uh, hope that it doesn't scatter or anything. If it's within 24 of the Damocles, it doesn't scatter anyway. And the Heat Blast is 3 plus D, 3 inches, Strength 6, AP 5, I think, Flamer Attack. So you had all of your guys kind of bunched up together. So once I got, once I got lucky with one of the landings, quite a lot of them got, got kind of nuked by that. I think the Damocles' or bombardment also did some damage to you in the first turn. I mm-hmm. went first. Um and I think I'd sniped a few of, a couple of shots at your um mortis dreadnought, which you had as well, and also the Medusas to try and keep them. But the advantage I had is that I had the um the Derudeo had the better range than the Medusas. So if you can keep a Medusa further than 36 inches away, it's 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 kind of knackered. So with the uh, last cannons, they've got 48 inch range. The missiles have got 60 inch range. So it was just a question of I could keep, I could shoot at the Medusas without the Medusas shooting back at me because it was the long table deployments. So that's always an advantageous place to be in that regard. So it was just a question of time, really, in trying to shoot through the Medusas um, and keeping stuff away from the Medusas so they couldn't, you know, blast me with those strength ten um, uh, templates. So it went pretty much to plan, I think. Would, would you agree, Michael, from my well, point of view? not for me. No. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I managed to destroy a couple, uh, or at least uh, stunned one or two of them or made them snap fire uh, in the first turn. And then the second turn, my guys got out of their drop pod and then assaulted them to destroy them because I want them out of the way. And once they were gone, it was just really a question of the guys that i already got up, up close and personal just – started wading their way through Michael's back line unfortunately the story was, came in a bit late as well if I remember rightly Michael
0: yeah they didn't come in until uh, well one of them came in turn 3 the other one obviously yeah. didn't come in until turn 4 so yeah, so that didn't help didn't help at all
1: yeah. so I think that was that the same mission that I'd done previously which is the one objective marker I think I managed to secure mine but I think Michael managed to secure his so Nope. I think I might have won that one yeah, did. So that was quite convincing. That was my first game. Um, in fact, I think there were You guys are you know, over it now, though, aren't you? You know, you're, you're
2: still. Friends,
3: yeah, it was. You know,
1: just I just think, a game. Yes. Um, the next game I had uh, was. I've got my notes here and I should have put, brought them up, actually. So this was the second game. Do you want to talk through your first game, Mike? Oh, no, it was the same as mine. Yeah. Hold uh, no, on. What about my second game? Second
0: well, game? my second game, I'll talk through that quickly, was yeah. against word bearers. So I was reasonably familiar with what it could do, uh, cause that's my second army after all. And, um, the problem I had was the table was a really, really dense city board. Um, so, num- and with the deployment zones rolled, he obviously picked the side that was, um, least dense, forcing me into the side that was mo- more dense. So that I couldn't get a good view on anything with my artillery or, or any of my shooting weapons. So it gave him free reign to a, essentially march into my deployment area to grab the objectives. Nightmare. No. Um, and you know, it, it, it was what it was. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. It was good game. Um, I did my best. Um, I challenged for my objective. Um, the, the uh, you know, for, for the for the because it was, um, oh, I can't remember, it was the one where you have to get an objective in your enemy's deployment zone.
1: Yes, I think that's right. I think the first one was, I can't remember if it was the, the first one was, um, Dominion, which is where you get a point for each yeah. time you could drop the objective marker. The second one was, yeah, was the get into the deployment zone, capture the objective one.
0: Yeah, and it was, it was, it was, it was fine. It was fine. It was, um, I tried my best, but, um, you know, he he had a he had uh, he had lots of psychic powers at play, but uh, and biomancy, um, which gave him um, you know a, a big advantage in combat. Uh, my champion did did wreck a bit of face in that game, but just didn't do what I wanted him to do because the list was the list was good. The terrain was not so good for me. No complaints though, because it was a fairly good game. Um, Got you.
1: How did you find the Legion champion? Was he is he? He seems reasonably. Now he can take a paragon
0: blade anyway. Uh the Legion Champion is now a um he's top tier now. There's no no okay. question about it. He is um he he was ab- he was utterly brutal. When he until he came up against the Praetor with Iron Arm. Yeah.
3: He
0: was just he was just mincing through um yeah. through models. He was just taking them out left, right and centre. There was no way you could physically Couldn't stop him. He he was just he is just with that Paragon Blade, yeah. Um, he is now um, a force of nature.
1: Because I suppose he's challenging, and he's got you know, unless he comes across another you know Praetor uh, with a Paragon Blade or whatever, he's um, he's hitting that initiative, isn't he? So yeah, unless uh, you're coming AP across, unless
0: you're coming across Praetors um, or yeah. other champions, um, he's a dedicated close combat machine. He will. Sure he will do the damage that you want him to do okay cool but um yeah i am I'm, I'm definitely thinking he's he's definitely going to see a lot more table time Gotcha. yeah he's, he's so, most definitely a great choice now
1: cool so my second game was against uh, andy devlin and he had a, a really nice raven guard army so seekers um snipers tactical squads um, I think there was a more Deathkin squad as well in there. Yeah, there was definitely. Um, so very infantry based, as um, you know, you expect from Raven Guard. Um, uh, I think there was a, a Land Raider approaches as well. Yeah, there was. Thinking about it, um, you know, with a squad in it, uh, and it, all of it was kind of infiltrating or there and thereabouts. Um, so it caused me a few headaches. So this was like Michael said, there was one objective I had to get to as an objective. In his deployment zone he had to get to my deployment zone and um we kind of went at it from turn one really it was a, it was a brutal game um it's interesting actually because when you play at other clubs and you think and so he he set up a load of snipers next to you know within 18 inches of my whirlwind scorpius and um he, he got the first turn i didn't see it and he's like Right, i'm gonna shoot the scorpius i was like well you can't do anything against the Scorpius with sniper rifles. It's like, yeah, yeah, they're rending. I was like, they're not. It's like, yeah, yeah, rending, definitely rending. I was like, actually, I'm really sorry, mate, they're not. And of course they're not. You know, look up in the rules. But it's amazing yeah. how many people think that sniper rifles are rending.
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a similar issue with the um, barrage rule. Um, he was convinced that um, when it flips, it doesn't return back to its original starting position. It, it, can, it flips from where it flipped to.
1: Yeah, and it's. I think a lot of those, I mean, those are kind of overhangs from 6th edition. Mm. And I think that, you know, what happens is, you know, when you play people all the same time, you kind of, those are the rules that you know and you kind of keep to them. And you, you forget, actually, it's actually quite good to go out and play other people because they have a different, they have looked at that rule differently and they may have re- revised that wrong. So just, but it didn't make a difference. I mean, it, just, it was just that, unfortunately, I had this squad of snipers who had nothing to shoot at except tanks and they couldn't do anything against them. So he had to kind of move this big sniper squad to try and catch the objective, which was, you know, an equally valid tactic. Um, He infiltrated um, his land raider as well, and that had a load of guys in it, and that was obviously causing me bother because I didn't want that um, shooting up my talents because that would be very effective against them. Um, And I think he had had some heavy weapons as well somewhere. But anyway, um, long and short of it is I deep-struck my... um, Uh, Dreadclaw's right next to my objective and I kind of left my objective a little bit exposed and I kind of paid the price for that in the end Um, so what happened is he got his objective but I got his objective so that was on as even Um, but he'd actually destroyed uh, one of I think he destroyed two units in the first turn and with this particular mission this is the one where you get a victory point for each unit you destroy in the first turn so uh, he'd actually we cancelled each other out on that. Uh, I think I might have slayed the Warlord. I don't, don't think he'd slayed the Warlord. and um, But I think he'd won it because I think he got the secondary objective, the, the attrition one, and also he'd killed some units in the first turn. So a really, really close and tense battle, if I'm honest. Um, world Eats proved themselves again, actually. They really are monsters in close combat, as you'd expect. Okay. And they're, they're very good. Uh, you know, quite survivable, the Terminator armour makes them very, very hard actually um, to deal with, particularly if you're going up against people who haven't got Terminator armour or no invulnerable saves, so they can sort of just mince through squads when they get going so a really close game but he, he played a very good tactical game and he managed to get um, hit enough squads in position that they could take that objective because I think he'd realised early doors that the sheer weight of crazy World eater guys hammering at them um, you know these guys who were stuck in ruins was, was never going to they weren't going to hold out for long so yeah great game really exciting but it, it edged that by a point and then um, my third game um, my third game was against ultramarines again this was more of an armored um, company kind of uh, affair so again a uh, couple I think three land raiders uh, with uh, guys in tactical squads in um he also had the uh, Fellblade, my favorite uh, looking super heavy tank so i did bring the typhon for this one um he also had a leviathan seized dreadnought uh which was you know which is a tough piece of work any day of the week so he had quite a lot of big units um i'd got still got my three um, dreadnoughts um slightly cut down unit reduced the number of units by one so i could afford the typhon and take another couple of other bits and bobs out of the unit, out of the army um this was a corner deployment again, and um, this was the one... I'm trying to think what the mission here was. Uh, I think this was, again, um, just a... Do you remember what the third mission was, Michael? I should have written it down.
0: Um, oh, you know I've forgotten.
1: Yeah, I should have picked these up, shouldn't we? Uh, yeah. So, but anyway, long and short of it is that I'd actually managed to uh, do enough damage... To take uh, to win this particular game as well. So I, um but it was a really good game. The guy's name's Oliver. It was a really good opponent. I really enjoyed playing the game against him. It was a lot of fun. Um, and he played a really solid game as well. So, uh but dealing with some of the armor was quite tricky and most of it was still hanging around at the end of the game because all I could really do was to sort of chain fist it to death. Um, by that point, I'd lost quite a lot in close combat. My um, dreadnoughts had all been shot, all immobilized, so they weren't doing anything. The Typhon didn't really do anything, if I'm honest with you. It was more of a threat than it than, it, than a actual physically useful piece of um, tank. But it did drive into the ruins to try and worry some people, and it did try and do a thunder blitz against the Leviathan siege dreadnought, and it failed that. Um, well, it didn't fail it, but it it didn't do any damage to it. And then the Leviathan then came and absolutely tore it to bits in close combat because that's what well, no, it didn't. First turn of attacking, so it needed threes to hit had five attacks on the charge against my um, Typhon. And the guy rolled, uh, I think it was three twos and two ones. Yeah. So it was like, woohoo, survive another game. But no, um, eventually the, the, the um, Leviathan did for him. But in the ensuing catastrophic explosion, de weaponed itself to death, which was quite funny. So, um, yeah, all good. So another victory for me there. So two victories against the rings. It was on a good table this morning. It had like a central ruin, like a cathedral thing. It looked really cool, I thought. So, yeah, good stuff. What about you, Michael? How was your third game?
0: Uh, Thousand Sons. Um, It was against a guy who had not um, actually um, played a... um, um, This was his fourth game of Heresy. Okay. And this wasn't his armies. So it's me. It was an interesting... It was an interesting game. Um, he had a reasonably strong list. Um, he did realise yeah. he had Pride of the Legion which, or Guard of the Crimson King. I'm not sure which he had, but he definitely right. had a right of War. He didn't think he did have one, but, um, yeah. you know, we let it slide because I didn't know if there were any extra victory conditions or anything like that. But
1: um, There is Pride of the Legion, isn't there, which people forget about, which yeah, is if yeah. you destroy all of the Terminators or veteran squads, you get an extra victory point
0: but it was a really fun game. Um, you know, we just basically put our models down and went for it. Um, segment terminators as usual, really tough to shift. Um, you've just got to put shots and shots and shots into them. But when, you know, when they're taking the powers that give them a, you know, catapratch a free up, a free up inbound save. Yeah. It's, um, it's very hard. It's very, very hard. tough. Um, but the list wasn't. He didn't write the list. The list was written for him, um, and it was okay. It wasn't a terrible list even then. But um, it's a. It was a tough list to take down. Um, can I can imagine. I didn't win, um, and um, I lost by one point. Um, oh, but it was wow, still a lot of fun. Um, cool. Nonetheless, and it was. It was. It was a. Lot, it was very enjoyable. Um, uh, my storm eagles bounced in. They got hit with that spell that knacks them up, you know, knacks up the machines and, um, they were getting hot when they were firing their weapons and, uh, right, yeah. um, and the segment Terminators just made mincemeat of my tactical squads so and there was just nothing you could do to keep them going. Um, yeah, I can imagine, you know, the reducers um, managed to survive, but, um, was stuck in combat with uh, uh, you know eventually got stuck in no no sorry the rape the the quad mortars eventually got stuck in combat with some terminator that deep struck into my lines and right it was all very fun
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this was a, this was a, so what was your general impression so this was actually a tournament in the in its truest sense of the word i.e. your best general award it didn't feel like a tournament if i'm honest with you. it felt very much like a day's heresy yeah, it felt like a day's heresy. I wasn't imagine. being,
0: I wasn't being thrown up. I was playing Ultramarine Loyalists. I wasn't being thrown up against other Loyalists. Um, yeah. but, I mean, it was Swiss pairing, which is fine. Um, yeah, because sometimes I think that actually works well in a, in a campaign because, uh, then, you know, you're not the strongest players play the strongest players and the, and, and the weaker players tend to, you know, get game, you know, it, it tries to give yeah. people games that they will enjoy. It rather, even than, out, sure. rather than simply pairing off for narrative reasons, which sometimes Yeah, I think and I works. think
1: we'll have to use that for the Blood and Glory event because we haven't got time to do a, anything yeah. else, I think. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I, I didn't feel like a tournament. You know, people sort of shy away from tournaments from heresy and they go, oh, it's not the spirit of the game, etc., etc. et cetera. But you know what? It, it was cool. It was good. People really were themed yeah. about their army. Um, they knew their history. They weren't just taking a unit because it was a tough unit. They're taking a unit because, you know, they had some idea about how to play that unit and stuff like that. So, so um,
0: um, yeah, should we talk about yeah. what we got out of it? Yeah, if you must. So um, <laughs> I got the Coveted Prize, the big the big one, the big Kahuna. I got the wooden spoon for being worst loyalist.
1: Yes, you did. Which a, is, in which
0: my are... opinion, best traitor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> by, by definition,
0: so you were, you were more pretty much the ultra, uh, so. pretty much the dark
1: angels. Yes. yes. So harsh, um, harsh. It was a nicely sort of engraved. It wasn't just a wooden spoon either, was it? it had like a little. Yeah, yeah. It's, it it it's, it's, it's been think... it's been written on. um
0: It's got nice little Akula, um and yeah. uh, you know um yeah. writing on it and it's great it's fine it's fine good it's in, it, it's added to my collection of wooden spoons
1: you you have a kitchen full of them as i understand it now but um, uh, it's my fourth yeah. wooden spoon good stuff well that's good that is good so yes a good good result yeah,
0: yeah. so whenever anybody says oh michael you write horrible lists i have four wooden spoons
1: <laughs> say otherwise <laughs> we've so, seen
2: your lists we know the truth
1: yes deep down inside there's a demon that lurks in, in michael i fear that's just could only surface in list writing <laughs> actual playing. one day we'll have a unification with this dark side and we'll all be in all yeah. sorts of trouble speaking of dark side um i actually got best tracer didn't i
0: yes best tracer general yeah
2: sorry. supposedly you were both equally useful equally useful to the traitor side is what we're discovering pretty, pretty much, much. Yeah
1: this yeah. so um so that was i got a 25 pound four drive voucher so that was very nice um i, I, I hate going to somebody else's club and uh, and winning a prize okay it's just it doesn't feel right if i'm honest with you because you know, this is a local club i think they've opened it up for the first time for people outside of the club just to get some no no i don't I, I,
0: I entered last year but i couldn't make it in because uh, okay. okay. it was okay. the mother-in-law's 60th birthday and right. i was told uh, you but, will be going to that instead of playing heresy for the day
1: but um, I really enjoyed the day. So and like I say it was nice to find voucher. I did say to um, the organisers, I said, look, you know, why don't you just get some scenery for the club? And it's like, look, you know, it's fine. You know, you won it. You, the, the battles were there. You won them. It's perfectly fine. So that was really nice. So uh, like I said, um, I think what we're going to try and do is we might use that club because the people were nice. And I think it's a good club t- location-wise to get to for us um, to do a dry run of the Blood and Glory event that we're going to run if we can that's get the people shit. interested there um, just to maybe try out with 10 people or something just to make sure the timings work really I think that's going to be the key thing yeah. so yeah, um, might, I'd like to do that there because they're a really nice really nice crowd so um, I spoke into the organiser and he's put something out so hopefully we're going to do that there but anyway sure. all in all it didn't feel like a win at all cost tournament I'm honest with you. Nobody played it like that that I could see. It just felt like a day's heresy with a prize at the end. If I'm honest, and that was and that was exactly what I would like. I, I didn't want to yeah. play a really serious win all cost game. So yeah, very good. Yeah.
2: We like our narrative game, don't we? You know, that's totally, great.
1: totally. And there was a story there as well, which is you know, which is which is always good. So, yeah. and finally, to bring my month to a close, um, I had a game, another game, return match against uh, my the most excellent John Demonsie and he won he actually won so uh, this is uh, um, something he's never beaten Iron is, and he kept refining his list and refining his list and finally yesterday he brought a list that was, uh, that was magnificent absolutely magnificent and he played it magnificently well so um, that was a really good fun game so this, he brought more drop pods this time he put some tactical support squads in with melter guns and one squad with plasma guns, which really gave him a big boost. I feel uh, because drop-podding melter guns or plasma guns is always going to be effective one way or another. If people've got you know artillery and whatnot, so that was really good. He did the right thing with all of his squads. He managed to get his guys on the objectives, and in the end, um, he won. Um, so good on him. So he was nice. very pleased. And I was very pleased for him. to, And that was against the tournament winning list as well. So it wasn't as if I was, you know, playing a weaker list or him. That was my strong list. So, um, you know, and I brought my A game. So it was good. We had a good chat. Um, I think it was only one area where um, I advised him to do something slightly differently because of a tactical choice. And he was like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So, But other than that, it was it was really good. So well played, John. So, yeah, busy Excellent. month. Good. I've rattled on for ages about
0: that, sorry. All right, so shall we move on to what's happening in the news then?
1: Let's do that, God, yes.
0: Okay, so now it's our monthly look through the uh, State of the Union, uh, what's going on in the world of heresy, and start off with Warhammer TV's released some videos, um, four new videos for the sector Imperialis terrain, um, along with a hints and tips article, um, the videos you got were a um, how to build and a how to paint. Um, I love the paint, the painting scheme for this scenery, and it's exactly the same painting scheme that I've uh, chosen to um, do for the stuff that we've gotten um, from Element Games. Um, and there are a couple of other videos as well on how to customize your terrain um, with battle damage, graffiti, and uh, propaganda posters. So we'll uh, oh, come. We'll throw some links up to those in the um, show notes. The propaganda poster yeah. is actually a really cool one. Um, I might, when I get go back over some of the terrain in the future, put some of this up.
2: Sort
1: of... Got you.
2: Oh, yeah, it yeah, looks really cool, doesn't cool, it? I'm surprised um, no one does, well, hey, they do, I haven't noticed, the sort of like um, transfer sort of posters, if that makes sense.
0: I think Micro Art Studios does some transfer graffiti yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about posters but
2: there's, a, there's a market there chaps.
0: Yeah, there is.
2: But I've had
0: um I've had transfer graffiti from them in the past um when mm, they sent right. me some promo stuff um which is in the hands of Phil at the minute and he's going to be putting them on some um some Batman stuff.
1: Oh right. yeah, of course it'd be great for Batman, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah. But yeah, there's some definitely some graffiti in there. So yeah, so th- th- those videos are quite good. We'll throw up links to them in the show notes.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Nice. So, what else um, is happening? Um, let um... Let's have a look. Citadel in te- Texas.
0: Oh, yeah, the Warhammer Citadel. Yeah, this, uh... Opens today, if you're listening yeah. to this on day of release. Um, okay, right. Yeah. Um, big narrative games of Horus Heresy, which are happening. And, nice. And um, they've got two special guests. Uh, Becca Scott from Geek and Sundry um mm-hmm. recently did the age of sigma how to play videos and do you know the good. cartoons on the warhammer community site like the one today for the delivery um they've got the artist sarah kaiser who um who does those cartoons and she also yeah, created oh, some of know. the life-size space marine weapons that graham's workshop have been taking to events recently
1: got you oh that's cool i got some tired people working for them haven't yeah
0: yeah definitely yeah. um so that's uh that's quite cool um yeah what else have we got there we had um, uh, the
2: gen con releases or the gen con announcements didn't we? The, yeah yeah
0: nothing with, so much heresy, but yeah. um nothing so much for heresy but munchkin for warhammer 40k you know uh that's yeah. that's, that's, that's got me <laughs> excited i used to work for steve jackson games a few years back so um i know this was a, a license that he really really wanted to land one day and um yeah, yeah andrew it's hackard's humor was- is gonna be great
2: we're seeing more and more of Games Workshop putting their brands out into different um different hands, aren't we? Mm. Yeah. You know, it's just quite has got a bold move. It must be you know, reaping rewards given the sort of the financial side of things with the business. Yeah,
1: you know? I think you're right. I mean the licensing had been hit and missy. I think their games in terms of computer games have improved in terms of quality and they're a bit more circumspect with those. And also, like you say, I think they're they're obviously looking at um you know, diversifying their brand into other areas probably is a way of getting their brand better known yeah. in other areas rather than it being yeah. very niche. Again, it would be great questions to ask somebody from Games Workshop themselves. But um, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Steve Jackson, if, if if I'm not mistaken, was actually one of the founders of Games Workshop, so, wasn't he?
0: No, different no, no. There are, there oh, are two Steve, Steve Jackson. Jacksons. There's an
1: American oh, yeah. one and the British this. one. So Steve Jackson's games isn't Steve Jackson.
0: no. It's, it's the American Steve Jackson.
1: And so the guy, so the person who wrote the fan, the fighting fantasy novels, that was the Steve, British Jackson, Steve Jackson. Jackson.
0: Was, yeah. Gotcha. But it How gets
1: confusing, confusing
0: because the American Steve Jackson did write some fighting fantasy novels. Really? Yeah.
2: Have, have we ever seen that. them both in the same room?
0: It's a very good question. I actually have. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm afraid to say I actually have seen them in the same room.
2: <laughs> well, there's a sort of tax fiddle. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I saw them in so, the same room at Luncon Free uh four years ago. Got
1: you So Car Wars, which was, a, was by Steve Jackson's games back in the eighties. Oh yeah. That was the American Steve Jackson.
0: Yes, that was the American Steve Jackson, and that, that is coming back at some point soon. Yes. Yeah. But we're going okay. on a tangent. So um Yeah, totally. <laughs> um yeah, so the next bit is obviously quite quite a biggin. Um oh, yeah. we've had that come yeah. through today. So Forgewell announced that they were making changes to the web store for international currency uh, customers. So mm. payments would be made in local currency, uh, which meant would have meant no conversion fees from banks and prices would be set. So no worries about the price fluctuating day to day. And yes. they also added the ability to pay with discover in the U S that's, that's a different debit card over there. American express in the U S and Canada and ELV in Germany and Austria, which is direct debit. Um, right. And, Games Workshop also announced they'd be stocking Forge World products in their Memphis warehouse.
3: Huh? So they'd
0: be dispatching orders for the US and Canada from there, meaning quicker wow. shipping for our cousins over the pond. Oh. Um, and other, other improvements to the shipping process. And today we got the lowdown on
2: that. Yeah, so,
0: Yeah, so for us, not going to lie, for us in the UK, it's great. You know, oh,
2: yeah, enough or- without having to pay a percentage.
0: Yeah, orders up to £250 are now charged at a flat rate of £3.50, and express delivery remains free for orders over 250 quid. And a next day shipping option has been added, and this is £10, for orders made up to 3pm, and orders made before 1pm 4- will be dispatched on the same day.
1: Wow, so that's great. That's I mean, they're already good. pretty quick, aren't they? I mean, they are, yeah, they're. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're reasonably quick. It's generally a day or two tops. Isn't well, it? we've got. It always know, that. Um,
2: having to pay a. It's always this, been that paying a percentage thing. This, this is what
1: greats, people is it? Off. Because, yeah, yeah, and I think that's possibly why, you know, they the, a lot of the stuff that's gone last chance to buy has been weapon sets, which are about £13, roughly speaking, aren't they? And yeah. I look at a weapon set and go, £13. How much for postage? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm either going to have to buy a load so that I feel slightly better about the whole business or I just don't bother. And I think they probably realise that maybe people just aren't bothering and that's why they need to do about their postage. I
0: must admit, for orders below 55-ish quid, um, it's yeah. a worse deal, but I don't tend to make orders that are below below 50 quid
2: okay. anyway. So, I mean, how, many, how many things can you buy on Games Workshop, or Forge <laughs> rather, that are less than 55 quid wow. these days?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
1: like three, three lots of weapons, and you're done, aren't you?
0: But because they've now yep. put in the local currencies, um, and yeah. let's not be let's not beat around the bush. This is this is to prepare for Brexit. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, they, it means that the are uh, overseas cousins have seen some price increases. So in America, it's about twenty percent. Um, apparently, Canada isn't too bad. Uh, apparently, they're they they've done quite well out of it. Oh, yeah. um, and um, Australia and New Zealand, uh, apparently uh, up to 40% on some products, more expensive.
1: <laughs> so this is going to be really interesting from a um, company point of view. So the market analysts that I read seem to imply that the reason the Games Workshop was doing so well was because it, it started to be very um, good at exporting and one of the biggest drivers in terms of uh, volume of sales was going to the international markets. And it was whether this international market drive had been due to the poor sterling versus the dollar or the American, or the Australian dollar. So people were now seeing this as better value. Now, Games Workshop have said, actually, what we're going to do is we're going to fix the prices of these things at the current rate in the equivalence, whatever the market rate is at the moment. So, for example, something that was... Um, Previously, £10 would equate to $15 or whatever. I don't know what it, the exchange rate is off the top of my head. But now they're saying actually it's $17 and it's always going to be $17. That's what you're saying,
0: isn't it, Michael? More or less, but it is what it is. There's nothing we can really say. I don't know what goes on in the Game Talk Shop Accountancy Department to justify this. Obviously, there are issues like sales tax involved, because I think because the Australian government has introduced this new tax that you've got to collect. It, it's... It's all very.
1: I mean, it's it's a sensible move from a business point because they need to insulate themselves from the shocks of any currency fluctuations.
0: And so we're likely to lot, see one in the next. Yeah, exactly.
1: Next I mean, nobody. Said, none of no, none of us three are you know foreign exchange experts, but as I understand it, companies either hedge their if they're buying stuff, they kind of buy a load of foreign currency to to buy it at that point in time. If they if they're importing or if they're exporting, they need to know. They need a certainty as to what that price is going to be, so what they're going to get in terms of when that's sold, how much money they're going to make from it. Yeah, Otherwise yeah, yeah. You can't you can't so, program a business like that.
0: I mean, know, on the one on the one time. hand, it sort of um, makes me um, sort of go, well, you know, when I buy an apple, a piece of apple product. It is charged at the pound price is exactly what it is in American. So if I buy something for one hundred and forty nine dollars ninety nine, it's charged in the UK at one hundred and forty nine pound ninety nine. That is true. Um, and it's the same with board games you know we're paying a lot more for our board games that we import from europe and america um and, you know i'm not saying that this justifies. you know they, this is justified by that because it is quite a big increase to swallow but you've got to wonder i mean greg greg from the imperial truth was asking tonight you know were people who are now facing these prices were they buying when it was those prices essentially two years ago, before the Brexit vote, when the pound dived,
1: exactly. And I think the point he's trying to make there is that has that has the low the value of the pound dropping meant that more people are buying Games Workshop stuff because actually you can get more for your dollar. Yeah. Or, um, but now what they're saying is they're fixing the price in dollars, so that won't be. Um, you, know, you may. You it's always going to be that amount of money. They're not going to see them get any cheaper because the exchange rate fluctuating, which means that games Workshop's probably expecting pound to pound to drop even further. Yeah, but
0: obviously this has just happened today. We don't know what the long term ramifications of it are. I mean, well, the only thing people... we need to
2: remember is that they're also they're not just a retail thing. They've got the manufacturing side of their business to worry about.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And obviously, that's with
2: if, as we're you know to, without getting too political about it, you know, we seem to be set on a the worst case scenario situation and wherever they get their materials from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they've got this, it's interesting, isn't it? Cause they're going to, you're, you're, you're like a really good point there, Chris, cause it assuming that they're buying stuff from, you know, somewhere like China or something, let's assume that their raw materials come from outside the EU. They may not, but either way. Well, it's um,
0: the, the biggest raw material is plastic, which is charged, which is dependent on the oil price, which is charged in dollars.
1: Yeah. yeah. I guess so. I, mean, I suppose it depends on where it comes from as to what import tariffs they're currently paying because that would be a big factor as how much things cost from our point of view because if their raw material goes up in terms of cost because of a weak pound then the price of um models here will rise fundamentally yeah.
0: but we'll see we'll see what happens i mean speaking from a board gamer point of view that literally the a few days after brexit we got hit by in in the board game industry um um as well, they're asthma day now, um, put out a um, an immediate price rise for all games that puts push them up by about twenty per cent. Wow. So um, unfortunately Brexit hurts everybody. So it would appear. Um, okay. that is getting political, isn't it? So I'll just yeah, let's move on now. Let's move, let's, on, before let's move on. on before we alienate fifty 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 two percent of people. Um, <laughs> yeah um so anyway so yeah so yeah um we'll see what
1: interesting it's it's an interesting one to look at in terms of the the wider business and how the the case workshop as a business deals with fluctuations in things like foreign currency i think that's actually an interesting thing personally but that may just be me because i'm sad well
0: i know when i worked at balfour beatty we had people in um our australian office when we wanted software for for that office um, we would fly them to London and buy the software in London and give it to them to fly to Australia. Oh, well, it, was it was
3: cheaper, yeah, it was cheaper. It was cheaper yeah. to yeah. do
0: that than to buy it in Australia. And that's even yeah. considering the fact that when we got to Australia, we were paying import taxes on this software.
1: Yeah. So it
0: is a weird one, isn't it? It it's, is weird. It, Australia is a – it gets a lot – everything in Australia seems to cost a lot more. I mean, you will point out their average salary is 47,000 pounds, but their cost of living is higher. Um, it's, it's all very complex. And I don't, I don't even want to get into the, the of, of what, what it is, but we'll, I guess we'll see the fallout from it. I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, that's it. I'm just going to start buying China forge now. Um, so, but whether those people are buying Ford worlds in the first place or not,
1: who knows? Yeah, it's an interest. It's a difficult one, isn't it? And like I said, fundamentally, they made the decision because I think it's best for their yeah. business.
0: But we will, we will see what it is. Uh, and I yep. don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say to people in the colony. Uh, I was going to say colonies there.
2: <laughs> how 1950s of me?
0: How 1950s of me? I don't want to say to people in the Commonwealth and uh, other countries um, that you are that that tough. Just swallow it. It's a case of, let's see where the chips... Where, let's see where it falls at the end. Maybe Games Workshop will change their mind. Maybe they won't.
1: Doubt
0: it. We'll, we'll, um, uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll see just, what happens.
1: If there are any death threats that come in from this, Michael... Just say, yeah, they're all... Again, they're aim them at me.
0: Aim them at me. This time. <laughs> okay, so, right. So, moving on. Very quickly. Back to Titanicus. Um, Games Workshop have been running a competition to win a 28mm Warlord Titan. And to win one, all you need to do is order the Adeptus Titanicus Warlord Titan or the Grand Master Edition, which obviously you can't do now, before Friday, the 24th of August, which is the day before this episode was released. So, oh, so old lucky. Old news. Um, but Unless you've already ordered one. Of I mean, yeah, in yeah, which case. case, you're in it. So yeah. that's cool. Um, anyways, we had some more last chance to buy. Um, alternative head for the Questorus and Serastus Knights. And the phalanx with the Urad Cleanser. Um, okay. And that was followed a few weeks later um, by Tartarus, Cataprarchi Terminators, Mark III, Mark IV Basic Marines, and Heavy Support Squads in Mark Three and Mark IV. None of that's a surprise because their weapons yeah. have gone, though. So, yeah, and it's
1: all been replaced by plastics, hasn't it? It
0: me? has. It's been replaced by plastics, so no big deal yep. there. Apart from the only thing that's not been replaced by plastics or is just a isn't just a cosmetic change is the phalax with the rad cleanser. But I've yes. never seen anyone with their phalax having an rad cleanser. So
3: okay,
0: um, yeah. Um, then obviously we've mentioned before Warhammer Expo. Um, it's now been branded the Warhammer New Hobbyist Expo. And there's not, as far as we're aware, going to be any Horace Heresy present as a result. So we'll, we'll oh, soon stop talking about that. But if you do want to go, Duncan's going to be there to teach some painting.
1: Nice. Yeah. Very cool.
0: What else have we got? Ooh, t-shirt. Uh, uh, hoodies. Hoodies. Yeah. Game T. They've launched some officially licensed 40K hoodies. um, all rather than heresy, heresy Fans.
2: In right. look at these, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Deliverance, black, McCrag, blue, and bar red. Um, oh, the red's nice. they are
1: ninety nine. They can bloody stay nice.
0: Yes, they can. <laughs> I'm, I'm not affording these. I mean, I like the Wild Bangerang hockey shirts more than these. Jesus
1: How much is a top from Forge World? It's nothing like that, is it?
0: No. Uh, well, the hoodies are about 40 quid, but... Uh, okay. Or maybe 35 let's... I'm not sure. I've never looked on the hoodies, but...
2: Yeah, that oh, yeah, that red one looks really cool. It does the look the golden. Um,
0: it does look really nice, but
2: as a as a custos player, that would look really nice.
0: But for forty nine ninety nine, it's it's a lot of money, and you know? it's, it's nearly forty
2: nine pounds on worst things in my life.
1: <laughs> it's nearly you know twenty quid more, and you've got yourself a Sakaran, That's the way I look at it. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, kind of can't wear a saccharin in the
2: winter.
1: That's that's my default value. How much things? Cost. I, I kind res- shopping.
0: I kind of <laughs> I kind of resent paying that kind of money. Um, for for clothes, I'm not really someone who spends a lot of money on my clothes, but I'm looking at the the, the, the other license. They've, it, got a, they've got a Shinra top from Final Fantasy Seven, twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> um, so okay. Um, whether that's officially licensed or not, who knows? Okay. But um, it does seem a lot of money. Um, for I mean,
2: a if, if people want a nice hoodie, they can always go to our Redbubble page. Uh, and get of one of the Edge of Empire. Produce. They don't they're, cost
1: forty nine ninety nine. I think they're only forty five pounds.
2: Let's just, let's just check that before we.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> do we use
0: Redbubble or do we use someone else? I think we use Red. I, I get
2: directed to Redbubble when I go onto the
1: onto the, the website. Yeah. yeah, that was the one you gave us the link for. I think.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it might be Redbubble. Um...
1: With all the merchandise in the universe, where we get the cups on
0: Yes, yes, we can get. Yeah, it is Redbubble. Yeah, we got a red bubble yeah. store. You can buy stuff from there if you want. Yeah. Um, and our
1: hoodie, our
2: jumpers are
0: £30. Yeah, see, bargain, bargain, bargain. There you go.
2: Um, we
1: do um, they have a common garden red barn? Our, our hoodies
2: HM are £35. So there we go. Nice. And they come in the black and grey. Nice.
1: What was that? There you go. Yeah. So oh, have either of you. You can, t-
2: can tell I work in retail,
0: can't you? <laughs> so have either of you watched the Twitch stuff that was on on the 16th? Not as such.
2: Yeah. was
0: the 16th. 16th of August. Um, a <laughs> couple of weeks. Was no, that the, last week? Was, was
2: that the evening we did the trickle? Was it was, yes. It was. No, yeah. it was a, yeah, no, we had Tale of life. Four
0: it's Warlords, which is back with John, Seri, Bax, and Anuj uh, presenting their 500 point Zomortalis <coughs> armies. I mean, quality of painting was like superb. Um, and they made yeah. plans for next month in which they're going to expand to a crusade uh, force. Oh, okay. And that was followed by a live stream game on a Necrom Underboard, so it's quite close up and very personal in terms of gameplay. Um, I think it's well worth a watch. It's only an hour and forty five minutes.
3: Okay,
0: cool. Worth watching. Um, Very interesting four way game. Um, We'll throw links up for it in the show notes. Uh, You have to subscribe, but you get a free subscription with your uh, Amazon Prime membership. Amazon Prime. You should. You should. You should, Graham, now be in your able to subscribe now.
1: Okay. Cool. Follow the Instead link of i drop in
0: the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: don't subscribe to Warhammer Community TV, because that's what I did, and that basically wasted a, a month's worth of quick subscription. Yeah. yeah. Subscribe to Warhammer TV. Just a hint for your kids.
0: And then we had the uh 2018 Summer of Reading kicking off, uh, with a Horus Heresy short, which we'll review later in the show. And another short is being released tomorrow, Sunday the twenty sixth. Mm. So yeah. I'm looking, looking forward okay.
2: to this because I yeah. Yeah. Given
0: the characters, one of the characters involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, they're, they're very, the, the first one I've read is, is great. Um, and we'll review the second one next month. Um, so, on to Warhammer Fest Europe. Yes. So. In was ad- stuff. Yeah, stuff. So, in advance, they sort of said that Specialist Game will be doing two seminars, one each day, which will cover Adeptus Titanicus. And on Saturday, James Swallow uh, will be doing a seminar on Doom of the Death Guard. Um, so oh, yeah, so for example, Titanicus they've shown off the warhounds, so they did, they look great, yeah, they look fantastic. Yeah. Did you see the sprues?
1: I didn't see the sprues, you saw the painted ah,
0: models. Well, the sprues are quite interesting, there's definitely two on a sprue, and they've got all weapon options. Oh, yeah. cool! So, I think they come with two turbo laser destructors, though, yeah. Um, I think just looking at the sprues. You've got your Vulcan make heavy mega, uh, your, your Vulcan, Vulcan mega bolter, your inferno yep. cannon, and your uh, plasma plasma blast
2: gun. Yep. So if we follow the rule that it's what two months before release, I think three we months. tend to preview stuff three months. Three months. So that puts us straight into Christmas time.
0: Christmas,
1: yeah.
2: Um, well,
0: the rumor is October. But that's okay. not three months at all. No, well, but apparently the. Word, they're not going to have if
2: have these rules, aren't they going to follow? Ridiculous. Apparently, there have been oh, right, issues email. with the
0: Warhound. Okay. Okay. So, make that take that from you know, take that uh, you know uh, from what you will. Apparently, there were issues with the Warhound, um, whatever they were may may have been. They've solved it now, and apparently, it's out in October. Reaver is out next month. Apparently. Okay, one well, month. Nice. So yeah, so one Titan a month. So by October, we should be able to play full games with every single titan that that we can get at the moment so um yeah and a couple of things that we got from someone who was there i can't remember their name otherwise i would would credit them um but it's in the adeptus titanicus 2018 group so the first two realm of battle boards for Titanicus, should be out sometime in the next month i think Mm. that's that's safe enough i should imagine they'll be about the same time as the reaver um on, yeah. the first weapons upgrade should be out towards the end of the year with existing 28 mil weapons in plastic and so any new ones a long way away in resin yeah. it does seem like that yeah for, thankfully for the we've...
2: weapon because that's a long time playing with the, the standard warlord uh,
0: yeah yeah i mean the cards are all right you so you can proxy them a little bit easier yeah, but... it's not a case of remembering oh well this volcano cannon is actually a plasma gun you've got the cards so it's easy enough yeah. to say yeah, the left hand weapon is a plasma gun because it's on my deck. It's on my control panel. So okay. it's a lot easier to proxy, I think. Um, yep. uh, we should get the Titan Death campaign book dropping after the novel so as to avoid spoilers. Okay, and yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, so that's Titanicus news. Um, and we've got some new models of the Blood <coughs> Angels being shown off, which I'm very irritated with I'll be honest because they said what is a legion without its own contemptor the ultramarines that's a legion without its own contemptor (laughs) (laughs) they've
1: got everything else in the universe they've got their own empire for goodness sake we've got
0: got one specialist unit and our our Primark, and we've got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, all
1: right, fair enough. Well, that's a terrible story, Michael. I'm very sorry to yeah, hear. Yeah, we're we <laughs> 40k.
0: Yeah, Ultramarines got everything, but 30k not so much. Hold on,
1: hold on. If I may, point of order, Your Honour. How many specialist lead units have you got? Uh, released one. Uh, okay fair enough released yeah point taken i see what you mean yes because you've only got the um okay so we've
0: got the we've got the um sword and sh- shield pack actually as well for our breaches so I suppose right. you okay cool. um <laughs> okay anyway so yeah blood angels get their contempt dreadnought and a legion specific leviathan dreadnought um, that so, exciting.
3: which includes that is
0: assault cannon upgrades for the um where you put the heavy flamers Oh, cool. and got go tools an, as well. That's going to
1: be an absolute beast if it's got assault cannons.
0: Yeah, uh, um Blood Angels can take um assault cannon upgrades on on I think where they have heavy flamers. Whew. So yeah, they they can do they can do lots
1: of cool things. And it looks great, I've got to say. Um I was so impressed with the, how cool these Blood Angels look. Um
2: yeah, they just they look just stunning.
1: Yeah, they're they just utterly upgrade, amazing. Don't they? That is a great looking Leviathan as well. I really like that Leviathan. Just maybe it's just because of the way it's painted or whatever, it just looks brilliant.
0: Yeah, that's Giuseppe's paint job. Um and they've got two new console models shown off, the Pravian mm. and the Vigilator. Yes. So the Pravian is the guy who um has the robots. Yeah. So With very very iron warrior.
1: He does look very iron Warrior, though apparently the actual figure is a iron hands. Is that an iron hands? I suppose it could be. So- Somebody was saying on the do, 30K. It um, could be. I more Warriors group. Do do does like
2: have straps. Just out of interest. Well, Sorry? We. Do, actually, do we like this? Uh, I
0: like him. I, I pref- I've seen him with the helmet. I can't remember. I've seen the photo, but he has a helmet option. I think that looks much better. The Pravian as well. Sorry, the, the Vigilator okay. as well. Hmm. Um, I think they both look much better with their um, helmets on. Um, okay. But yeah, the Vigilator in power armor. I was considering doing a Vigilator uh, for my Ultramarines, but I was going to use that Sergeant Tellian um, and doing him in yes. scout armor. I yes, still might that's do that as well. That reminded me of the Pravian. That would work. Um, so yeah, that's that's a nice nice little model, couple of models there. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And we've had confirmation that the Death Guard novel um, that James Swallow was talking about is being called The Buried Dagger. It's out in February. And it's the last Horus Heresy novel.
2: Yeah, this really f- threw me for a second when I yeah. got this.
0: It's also James I... Swallow's last Horus Heresy novel uh, altogether. Um, yeah, okay, I, so I, I, he's not doing. Any I of the don't siege. think he's doing any of the siege. Okay.
2: Okay. because yeah, I read that, and I was like, but there's loads of stuff. What I think?
0: They... Yeah. Yeah. So the siege, of Ta- yeah. the siege of Terror is going to be its own self-contained series of books.
2: Yeah. Hopefully there'll be fifty of those two and then we'll
0: be <laughs> That might be a bit much. But I suspect we're gonna still get another compilation you know, uh, c- compilation yeah. book at some point, because there's a couple of short stories. Um but I imagine we'll get some short stories in the advent calendar. We've just had we we've just got two short stories coming out in this summer of reading. So I can see us getting another compilation book at some point to wrap up all of those. Gaia. Maybe even But no even,
1: more audio dramas or anything like that, then it's just gonna be from now on, it'll be Terror, at least.
2: Well... Yeah, that's the... Yeah. This new series, basically.
1: Yeah. New
0: series. Okay. And I, I imagine we'll get... As I said, I imagine that we'll get another compilation book um, mopping up any of these shorts um, that have been done. We've got a couple of novellas that were released around the Betrayal of Kalf period. Um, uh, the Unspeaking and... Uh, is it The Unspeaking? unburdened that was it and the other one uh, okay there were two novels there so that so they might get wrapped into it i've I, I, just supposition so yeah and then okay advanced releases in warhammer warhammer fest all we had was janita kroll no other new releases
1: uh, advanced releases right. so right and we've seen her before anyway because she was a, the thing we went to
0: yeah okay and so that's that's the state of the the union Unless we want to roll the, want? the Adeptus Titanicus stuff into this section now.
1: Um, Let's do it separately, I think, for going yeah. forward. I mean, maybe for this month it's part of the news, but I think maybe we, whether we have yeah. a separate uh, um, section for yeah, so um, Titan next month.
0: Yeah, well, we'll uh, there'll be a bit more news and we won't have just done yeah. a Dreadclaw on it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got... Um, all right, so news from... Um, Titanicus we've got some tutorial videos from Warhammer TV this week. So you've got how to paint the Legio Graphonophicus Graphonophicus warlord Titan which is a full 20 odd minute video um, showing you how to build well not build but put well put the armor panels on and do the frame for the uh, Legio Graphonophicus um warlord battle titan including some weathering weathering techniques which is always handy to have. Um, Then there was a How to Build Imperial Knights in Sub-Assemblies. Again, no one's complaining about that. Uh, Then there was How to Paint House Veroni, Knight Armour. And finally, this is Wednesday when we're recording this, so there's probably going to be a couple more videos this week, Um, but we'll link them up in the show notes, that we had How to Paint Legio Mortis Armour. Yeah,
1: which I'm just going to look at in a moment. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, which surprised me, because I thought that part of their armor was sort of dark blue, um, rather than a black. So, but it's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, because oh, it yeah, it's sort of black and red. I suppose you, red. Could do it
2: with a, you could do it with a black and then put a, sort of a blue wash over it, just to give it that Into colour and light, in certain lights, I suppose, if yeah. you wanted to.
1: Yeah. So, just know, very dark. black's always a weird one. You either go really, really black, like, um, you know, none more black, kind of spinal tap yeah, yeah. mode. Uh, or you do a kind of black with a light grey to give it some yeah. different definition. Actually, look it was interesting at, to see what they do.
0: Looking at it on the the forge on the well Games Workshop site, I'm not sure whether that is a dark, a very 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 dark blue or a black.
1: I'm not mm,
0: sure. I'm, I'll have a look.
1: I'll have yeah. a look. For I mean, it usually says what what paints he uses, doesn't it, Duncan? So.
0: Yeah, he did. he did. He's used Abaddon black. Um okay. do back armor. Anyway, so um then we also had a couple of articles on Warhammer Community. We had a walk down memory lane, um, where they talked about, you know, the previous editions of Adapted Titanicus.
2: Yeah, um uh, Actually just talking on on this sort of note, um, sort of looking back. I liked the little section they put in the rule book. Um about sort of how they were trying to like pay, paying homage to the original version of the game and things like that. Yeah. Just putting that into the rule book. That was that's quite a nice little um Yeah. Nice yeah, little thing to
1: put is. in there, really. Not a nod, but, yeah, not a nod yeah. to those that came
0: before. Yeah, is, yeah, definitely. And there's, and there's, as I said, they have their article talking about with Tony Cotrell talking about the old, the old uh, to Titanicans and some of the, you know, how we put it together. You know, you got the rule book there, photocopied and put together with papers. Yeah, that was really good,
1: wasn't it? Wrote, was it's, really
0: very, it's very, interesting. Um, and, and all the all the details about the old style, the old style Titans, and uh, it's quite interesting. Mm. Um, okay, so then we've got another article today, which is the second part on how to found your own Titan Legion. And this is by the ga- guy Graham from Warhammer Community. And this is more of a painting guide on how he made his purple and gold um, Titan for his legion. Purple and gold, you say? what's
1: yes,
2: you like mine? I was, just, I was just about to pass that information on to you. <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: nice purple. It's a nice gold. Um, it actually does look kind of like your your kind of purple, Graham. Um, it's a bit
2: emperor's children, isn't it?
0: It's 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 kind of cool because he's taken transfers from. I can see a dwarf blood bowl transfer there. Um, Legion transfers, oh, the, yes. yeah. It's, it's yeah, mechanical transfers. Children. It's it's quite quite interesting. Actually, mechanical transfers. Like, no, I like. I like. I like those that. sort of I mean, red and
2: black highlights. They really, yeah. I think they really help it because it just offers a nice pull away. If, that's, if yeah. that makes sense. Nice contrasting
0: yeah. color. So, yeah, so that's, I guess that is the news when we include the include the Titan stuff. So shall we move on and talk about the book release we okay. have this month?
3: <laughs>
0: all right, so we're going to take a look at the book we got this month, which is just a short story, but we weren't expecting any books this month at all. So uh, it's a bonus. Um, and we got Two <coughs> Metaphysical Blades by Chris Rate. Um, which is the first in the summer of reading book, and it's actually the first Horace Heresy short we've had in quite a while. So, um, it was nice to get this. Um, so you've downloaded it tonight, haven't you, Chris?
2: I have indeed. I've downloaded it. So I'll. Uh, I'll probably start reading it tonight, and if I get engrossed in it, I'll probably finish it.
0: It's only it's I only it's only uh, twenty pages. Is it it's quite short. It's quite short. It's only a two forty nine book. I think it was thirty odd pages, but some of that was 30,
2: you know thirty three pages
0: yeah, that sounds about right, yeah, but some of that is filler, so one of that's the contents page, and you know it's not that many pages of actual story, but what it is is it's it's a it's it is quite a good story it's it's very unusual because yeah. it's not like a single narrative, um but it's almost like a god's eye perspective of these two spears uh which are forged by the empire emperor um the yeah, spears in the- question being those belonging to Valdor and Russ.
2: The two coolest well, one of the two coolest spheres
0: of Yeah, and um they're kind of um it kind of emphasizes the fact that they are they're 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 similar yet in the same way very much opposites. Um kind of like the pe the people they belong to. Yeah. Um and the story kind of spans from before the Great Crusade right up until um beyond the um beyond the scouring. So, okay. little, so s- little snippets here, the and there. lifespans
2: of
0: them. Yeah, the lifespans of the users uh, of the. Uh, of not, I, not, I wasn't going to say the users because we don't know what happens to the users, but it's sort of like the lifespan of the time they're in use. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: and it's, uh, one thing I did like about it was you really got a um very, a, uh, you got to sort of see what Valdor's opinion of Russ is, because from um there was a short story, um magisterium i think it was called a while yes. back um in which you've got valdor sort of going russ uh as russ sort of um is uh clutching onto the back of a land raider swinging his sword
2: yeah on, uh, that was on yeah, yeah which is that's absolutely fantastic seems set after isn't it because i know you have, I don't credit, he meets like dawn
0: yeah it's set um, just after the the um the fall of the webway um yeah. gate in the in the palace um, set just That's good, that was a good I'd little think. story. Yeah, yeah that. good little story. I think it's the same author as well. Um, I think it might be. Um, anyway, um, so you've got that nice little intre- interesting snippet of this is actually what Valdor thinks of Dawn. Uh, not Dawn, um, Russ. Russ. And it's actually quite almost sweet in a way. Um, and I, the, the thing with this story is it really relies a lot on what you know about the heresy. If you're sure, if you don't know anything about heresy and you pick up this book, you ain't got a clue what's going on. Um, and there's also a bit of general 40k law, so you know, like a bit of the background about the space wars and the relationship with, uh, that Russ has with the spear. But, a uh, very, very thoughtful piece, and I think it's one of the, these things that is really getting you in the mood for the shift to siege of terror. What's
2: gonna come?
0: So, yeah, so.
2: Really, yeah, really I'm, nice. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading
0: this. Yeah, really, really nice story for just 30 pages. Um, you know, Chris Rate is—I I, I honestly think he's—he's he's one of uh, Black Library's um, most underrated, um, underrated authors. Um, yeah, Magisterium was by Chris Rate. I just checked that
2: because he's—he's written. He wrote um, the Scars books. That's it. That's it. i was trying to think which Legion he done. Yeah,
0: and he did the he has done a
2: book. Custodes book for. 40k
0: hasn't it as well um i think he did a custody
2: book for 40k the, um the emperor's emperor's legion that
0: sounds familiar that was um, it last year. and he's just done Lords of silence which i picked up the other day um yeah carrion throne that was it and what watchers of the throne
3: yeah
0: i've had to look them so, up there yeah it's sort of. But yeah, so he's yeah, done I mean, the, the scars
2: books that he did. Were good. Really good. Yeah.
0: Really, really good. Okay. So then we've got, um, upcoming books. What have we got? That's upcoming. We've got on Sunday, the 26th of August, we've got prologue to Nikea. So that's got there Malkador is. on the cover. So hopefully that's going to be something fun. Um, I'm guessing it's a, a, another, it's going to be another sort of, uh, let's get us in the mood for, um, uh, for the siege of terror type of thing. Um, yeah,
2: because I'm just trying to think if we've had, if we've seen, what happened at IKEA, from his perspective or not. I can't really remember.
0: Um, I don't know. I don't think we have. No,
2: because obviously him being, who he is. because um, I know he's. I'm trying to think. I'm sure he appeared in one of the books, but I can't remember which one it was when he was at IKEA. But anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Tan- Tangentsville today.
0: So should be should be good. Uh, then we've got on the 12th of October, we've got Korax, Lord of Shadows, the limited edition version. Um, 13th of October. So I don't know why Korax, Lord of Shadows is out on a Friday, but um, it could be an error on the site. Um, we've got Vulcan Lord of Drakes. That is coming on the 13th of uh, October. Um, and that's, the, um, that's the, the general release edition. With this, the the edition this is the special
2: edition anymore.
0: Yeah, we, we've had the special edition for its special yep. edition period. And then we've got Heralds of the Siege on the 20th of October. And then beyond that, we know Titan Death is sometime in December. But that's... And Buried Dagger is February. But we don't know beyond that. And I imagine we'll that, get some shorts over Christmas. That
2: cover for Heralds of the Siege with Dawns, that...
0: Oh, yeah, the get off my that look
2: That's a that's a poster I need. That's the poster I need for when I'm getting in the mindset to, for playing games. Yes. He's a he's a mean looking
0: dude in that picture. Well there is um Warhammer art, the, the, the yeah. they've got a website. Um but they haven't I bought,
2: um grey something. I bought I think it was the Thousand Sons wild the uh, Prospero one um like a cover there's a print for him a couple of years back as Oh book, they've, they've just been, put so. up
0: they've just put up the Slaves to Darkness cover. Um, yeah, cool. but they haven't put up um they haven't put up I imagine we'll get that when it gets released, Heralds of the Siege. But yeah, yeah we've got Slaves of Darkness, um, which is fantastic. Um, I love that yeah. cover. It's just,
2: the the artwork on all of the Heretic books has just been it's like, it's astounding. Basically, is this is the only word I can to describe it?
3: Yeah, you know, definitely. There, I don't
2: think there's been one cover where I thought uh, I'm not too worried, even the like the Talan one where you've got the you know it's a it's a Lehman rust tank on the front, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. And you
2: just, you just, you, should, you look at that and you would think, oh, it's not, you know, it shouldn't be very exciting. But even that, just that having that tank on the front, what it's doing, just really conveys quite a strong emotion. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just yeah,
0: fantastic um, piece awesome, of artwork. So yeah, so um, that's that's books. So um, let's go on and talk about our um, our Scout Force versus Centurion
2: mode. Out of the cupboard now, Gray.
1: Yep, I am out of the cupboard. So in uh, this month's special feature in Tactical Rules, we're going to look at um, two. The differences between two uh, different um, ways of playing the game, both in the very small game space. So, for those of you familiar, um, but just in case you aren't, um, there is a couple of ways of playing uh, heresy games. Um, one that's become very popular recently is playing very small games, i.e., games of between 1, and thousand and fifteen hundred points. And in order to make these games Viable. Um, certain restrictions are put in place. So, in the Centurion one, for example, um, various types of unit are only allowed as a zero to one choice. Uh, some units aren't allowed at all, and the idea being that it's all about kind of uh, low armor, uh, infantry-based, uh, small skirmish-sized forces. So, this uh, the Centurion force model was put together, I believe, by the um, okay. I of. Auras podcast uh, and it's been around for a bit and it's been refined a few times but fundamentally the rules have stayed where they are and it's very successful. Uh, we, are, we ourselves are running a, a, an event um, in November, the Blood and Glory event, in the evening uh, using these same rules so it's very popular with people. Uh, it seems to have, um, when we've played it, it seems to have an element of balance that some would say is missing from the larger game. Whether that's true or not is debatable but anyway... Recently though, um Games Workshop uh, for their September event have put a, a different spin on that particular rule set, uh, calling it Scout Force. So the principle is fundamentally the same, i.e. a very small force with the same force org, but the restrictions are slightly different. So just to go through the restrictions for a Scout Force game, um you can have no Primarchs uh praetors or your unique named characters. So there you go, no praetors yeah. even. Um No laws of war, super heavies, uh, gargantuan or flying gargantuan creatures. Okay, so none of of the big stuff. Uh, No vehicles with a combined armor value of more than 33. Uh, No units with a toughness value of eight or more. Uh, No flyers or flying monstrous creatures and no fortifications. Um, So it's a different way of looking at the um, things that you can and can't take. It doesn't exclude tanks, which the Centurion one does. And there's no zero to one um, restriction on some of the the unit types. So, but with the value of thirty three, that's the biggest kind of difference I think. If uh, yeah, go for that. And the, the toughness is a toughness value in Centurion. i sure, can't remember whether it is I or not. I think
2: so off top of my head. The thing with the no, there is no toughness value in the thing with Centurion though. You can take dreadnoughts, even on a limited. You can they are restricted. But with this Scout Force rule, most of the dreadnoughts yeah. are ruled out by that.
1: Yeah, so a normal yeah. dreadnought, even even your classic box dread, has still got 12 front armor and 12 side armor, yeah. 10 rear armor, which would give it a combined value of 34. And you'll find, as you try and do a list, there's a lot of them in here um, where it's just that 34 armor. So obviously, games will actually have a format or board, whoever, and said, so actually, those are the things you don't want to um, bring in. The problem is, that I find when looking at it, it also opens the gates on certain other units that you can kind of circumvent that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the most obvious and glaring example of that would be the Medusa tank. So their scout list, would they? <laughs> the Medusa tank uh, is basically a Chimera chassis, uh, possibly even worse than a Chimera chassis. So it's 12 front armour, 10 side and 10 rear giving it a combined armor value of 32 which means you could take these in a thousand points quite happily you could take three of them
2: yeah that's 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 the thing i think that really is that in a thousand points if you really wanted to i mean and that would be devastating i think
1: and I think that's the key: is is would it be devastating at a thousand points? Because three of those is going to cost you, rough. that's about four hundred and seventy points, I believe, off the top of my head. One hundred fifty-five points for a Medusa. Yeah, some like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, some of that. Yeah.
1: So it's a anything from a thousand points. That's half your army on three tanks. Now, the question is: those three tanks, how devastating can they be in a turn? Reasonably devastating, I think, is what they're saying. In a
2: thousand points, because you're unless you're well, actually you know, even if you're playing like a militia list where you're going to have a lot of models yes there's a lot of area you're going to cover and these have all got the large blast templates yeah so that's uh, that's just, the thing i think with them is it, that they themselves can put big holes
1: in things i think you're right two of them maybe the problem you've got the medusa it always is a problem with the Medusa firing multiple barrages. Is when you scatter or when you have two, one or more large blast templates, that second large blast template can actually be a long way away, even though it has to touch the rim of the outside of the first um, blast yeah. template. It can actually be a long way away from a, from a unit, unless you roll a hit that goes exactly right. So, with spacing of units, you can usually limit it to about five people being hit by it at any one time. But I see what your point. In terms of devastation, it would absolutely murderize anything, pretty much that's put in front of it. But it is a big points investment. Now there are another a couple of other units that I think would actually be equally as evil if we want to go down that route. Um, things like the Medusa siege carriages from the Colts and militia army, which are actually a longer range gun. They've gone upgrade themselves to take the breacher shells, which are armor bane strength ten, and they're only tough on the seven. So, you know, there aren't options there for sure. So it does leave um, this particular force org, I think, all the way it does leave itself open to potential exploitation, yeah. more so than I think the Centurion one does. Would you agree yeah. or disagree?
2: No, I think um,
1: I agree with that completely. Michael? Uh, yeah, I think
0: it's a, it's a very different way of doing things, different type of list. Um, but yes, it's got exploits.
1: I think it's got... It's. I mean, the first thing that all three of us... And maybe it's just our mentality. And I guess if you're playing this purely in a non-competitive, full-on narrative mode, you'd self-regulate this. I wouldn't take the Medusas personally, because I think that it's just going to make a very dull game for somebody. But, you know, this is going to war out the world.
2: This this is the man that took Medusa in the Night Lord's list. I know, right?
0: I can maybe
1: see one Medusa.
0: One uh, yeah. as being okay but Gene, anything more anything more than that is just
2: but okay. as we as we know not from direct experience but through stories of people that have gone to
1: yes this is or
2: world events yeah, is fine. they don't mess people generally don't mess about
1: they totally don't and and i think that this is if i was going to go to that event and i'd seen that and thought my god i am going to be facing medusa like things with a thousand points and a lot of games because you're right i would that be fair to say it always feels like that with the, with the warhammer world games is that people go there because they want to win them not mm, yeah. necessarily. I, mean, I could be doing people who go there a massive disservice so apologies to anybody who goes and says actually that's nonsense graham these are great games, they're really narrative-based, they're always good good fun. Just anecdotal third-hand evidence that I have to go on. I haven't been to one, so I can't really comment. The implication is that where we've seen them take Crusade Army lists, for example, people have taken Reaver Titans and things like that, which we wouldn't necessarily see a normal um, heresy event. But if you want a massive exploit, um, if you go down the auto-reductor route, okay... So, auto reductor, you have to take, um, uh, what are they called? Not tech rolls, the um, ones with the jet packs. Oh, what are they called? facts uh, Fallouts. Oh, uh, no. yes you've got to those are your compulsory troop choices, and they're not cheap. 133 points for three models. So, you've got to take two of them. But auto reductor tanks, tank battery, okay? It's yep. basically 12, 10, 10. So, it gets under that restriction. And it's basically a, it's like a whirlwind chassis, but you can change the weapons, okay. And you can have three of these in a a battery. They cost eighty-five points, plus the weapons. So what I would do is I I would, if I was being this particular that guy, I would go with demolisher cannons for ten points. Okay, they're all scoring because they count as scoring. Um, Tanks count as scoring for auto reductor. So you could basically have. Two squads of phallics and six demolishers and a HQ. <laughs> now, modeling those is tough because there's no model that's got a. I suppose you could actually argue the toss and just take a normal Mars pattern Vindicator. Um, yeah. Yeah, and yeah that's right.
3: was...
1: So they would basically be 95 points. You take 600 points of those. Um, what's that? 130 or 270 points in. Or it's pushing it. You need probably a bit less than that. But yeah, fundamentally, you can take about five of those troops and a HQ, Ooh. and they'd all be scoring. Awesome. So I hope somebody does that. Just and we had to put uh, the list
2: in, but maybe people, you know. Yeah,
1: I think they, I think the count was fast as well. So um, just to give you an idea that if you really want to go to Evil Town. That's the place to go. Now, I looked at doing an auto reductor list or, or an auto, uh, a mechanicum list for this, but it's actually pretty tricky other ways because they are very expensive points wise.
3: Mm-hmm. They're a
1: bit like custodes in that regard. So um, I struggled. I mean, you can do quite a lot with the secretary um, option for your troops because they're relatively cheap. Um, but yeah, okay. I, I steered away from it. But just to give you an idea that, that if anybody does that, that is a massive. You know, that would be, if I was playing a normal thousand point game, I would not expect to see five demolisher tanks coming at me. No, thank you.
3: No, so be anyway, better, so,
1: yeah. So I think that in terms of balance, the Centurion rule set by just removing tanks as an optional together is probably a better, better balanced game. The Dreadnoughts in um, 30k aren't overpowered, I don't think. You don't see too many of them, really. Um, and the ones that you do see tend to be um contemptor patterns and usually they're the cheap coro um the cortus contemptor types which you can get rid of fairly quickly so you'd have to if you're doing a thousand point list, i think you'd have to have something in your in your backpack to deal with tanks now which is quite difficult at uh, a thousand points what do you what do you guys think i on the No, i th- I, th- I think yeah i think centurion <coughs> if, if, if,
2: if we're looking at running a centurion event. If if we'd sort of had a chat and it came down to a choice between these two, I think I would push for us to do centurion anyway. Yeah, because I think it. Yeah, like you say, it's it's a more balanced. There are less loopholes in it to be exploited.
1: Yeah, um, I, I mean, think, I, I could be wrong. I mean, it's, it may be that there's some really horrible centurion lists out there, but I think the problem is. It, our we our perception may be being slightly skewed by how we perceive world Warhammer World Heresy events to be. I think it's.
2: I mean, even if you weren't necessarily going to a Warhammer event, you know, having a it's called Scout Force. So I think yeah, you should, you should have that limit as to you know, yeah. have no no tanks at all. Does yeah. that make sense? I think you know. We'll do our list later we'll explain as to why we made choices. Um, but I think if you were looking at it as a, sort of a hardline approach, I think you would look to try and exploit that whole... Anyway.
1: I think I think if they'd gone 31 as the top amount of armour, yeah. that might have been better. But, but you've just let the, the back door open slightly by having the option for taking uh, things with 12, 10, 10 armour. And those there are some units that can pack a punch at that armour level.
2: I wonder if it was sort of when this rules idea was written, whether they looked at all of the view, all of the vehicles available <laughs> to all of the armies.
1: That's a that very good sense. question.
2: That's a really they, good question. Whether they went
1: um whether they went uh, predator uh, predator is yeah. their team front armour. We've just, we don't want anything yeah. equivalent of a predator, so therefore we're going to make okay. it so you can't take one of those. Can't, check. Yeah. 32 armor, check. But then did they realize that lurking beneath the, oh, in the force org, the, the, um, the there are, there are Medusa? Things that I mean, the Basilisk, even the Basilisk would be great Yeah, potential. Does
2: that come under the 33? I thought that was just over. It's the
1: same, it's the same, um, the Basilisk is the same chassis as the Medusa. Oh, I thought that was, um, Oh, but so yeah, it is the same. The yeah. Basilisk's got a longer range. It's
2: got the longer be... range, but it can only shoot at least.
1: Yeah, it's got a minimum 12. Yeah. The, the advantage of the Basilisk in this particular game would be that it could it could out-artillery Medusa tanks. If you're playing on a 6x4, for example, you may be able to position your Basilisk outside. Yeah. The Medusa become effective. So you could kind of out-artillery them in that regard. But yeah, um, the tag Marta, that could be a really nasty piece of work. come at you. Um, so
2: I don't know who, who comes up with the ideas to, for these events, who writes the rules necessarily, and whether they go through all of the starties lists, all of the mechanicum, all of the auxiliary and militia lists, custodial lists, and look at all the available units, or they look at them from an approach of this is sort of the minimum t- sort of vehicle that we expect to see that we've seen in perhaps 40k, so there can't be another vehicle that the lower threshold than this. Yeah, you know, because I, I imagine that's quite quite it's easily it's, it's,
1: done. It's if a, that makes it's sense, a, it's an easy mistake, mate. And I think you know, yeah. talking earlier, it's like, did they look at the Predator, for example, as the lowest points costed tank that a Space Marine Army's got and assumed that yeah. that was it, that that was basically the lowest point that you could get to in terms of tankage. Whereas in reality, although there's a lower armor value, i.e., the Medusa carriages, the actual output from a producer is much greater. Yeah, in that kind of and the same with the Medusa's, the Basilisk's the same chassis, and the, that's got the advantage of being able to outshoot in terms of range. Um, your Medusa so that might be a viable alternative did they go through the Mechanicum list and go actually wow if somebody's really determined they could take five demolishers effectively and have them for you know 95 points each and run them across the board and cause all sorts of bother
2: I think what would have been another sort of additional rule that maybe they could have thrown in was having this amount of tanks um, you know you can have this 33 point threshold But you can only occupy one, you know, you can take one of them, if that makes sense. Zero to one option on any vehicle with a 33 point, with a 33 uh, point holes. Yeah. Just to to minimise the sort of effect that you would, that it offers.
1: I mean, like I say, it's either that or the alternative is that we are really the sort of people who look for loopholes in rules, which I'm not sure we are, but we both realised at think, early doors when we were talking about this that the, the Medusa was exempt.
2: Um, I think every player does that. If that makes yeah. sense. I don't think it's just us being gamey. I think anytime we go to an event, you look for ways to assist yourself. I think you're right. I, yeah. of, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if at this event, um, after it's done, and everyone starts you know we get to hear the stories of it that a lot of people will have done the, you know use these exploits
1: yeah i mean it's it, it, the thing is it's not so much the fact that we personally would implement these exploits but we know that other people may do so that whatever yeah. army list that we build i would be building an army list to deal with medusas yeah you know i would not think i'm not going to Deal with anything with the strength 10 template because I'm pretty much guaranteed somewhere along the line somebody is going to have put these in.
2: It's yeah, it's going you to mean, be in there at
3: some
1: point. You can know, have Iron Warriors players with three of them, and, you know they're going to justify it by fluff reasons. I yeah. mean, you can still take a Phosphex dealing um quad mortar as well, remember, in these rules yeah. without any um uh, you could take three of them because yeah. I think in the, in the Centurion list you're, you're limited to zero to one artillery type.
2: You could still take a, you know, master, uh, not master, uh, the the siege, siege breaker, siege
1: breaker. Yeah, you could siege breaker. You could take him.
2: There are ways of getting ordnance Mm -hmm. into your list. Certainly, this isn't the only one, but it's probably the most cost-effective one.
1: I mean, yeah, there's nothing to stop you. Basically, if you're being a real git, you know, you could also take three lots of three quad mortars and and just ruin somebody's day, um, because. I'm sure you know, people will. But like you say, with the Centurion one, the best you could do would be one lot of three because it's zero to one artillery. So, yeah. And I think it's just, it, is it the, the reason that we had this conversation is because we feel that Warhammer World, the people will be playing at a level that's more competitive than they would be. Say, if we were running this event and we said it's a scout force and somebody sent us in with, you know, five demolishers, I'd say, no way, mate, you're not yeah. playing it you're Know, it's not that kind of event, it's a narrative event. Obviously Warhammer World can't do that, There's a, it's a a bigger event. They can't scrutinise yeah. everybody's list for a start. And um, I, suppose, uh, I suppose they couldn't
2: run directly the Centurion rules because they didn't write them.
1: I'm not and, sure, because they implementing them. them. Yeah, I mean, that's so what They I might
2: play they, them maybe. privately, but
1: yeah.
2: then it's using a rule system that they didn't write themselves at an event that they're running. Whether there would be <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I mean, I must admit, I did think that Then, if that makes then sense. I wouldn't agree with you, except that they had a cent. Did they have a centurion game? I oh, know it was Zone Mortalis, wasn't it? Yeah. The Zone Mortalis game with a Nuge in that the four warlords. They didn't have a centurion game on air. Was,
0: no, yeah, No, yeah. it was it was a Zone Mortalis game using the Zone Mortalis yeah, yeah. organisation so, ha- chart. So, have
1: they ever run a? Z- a-
0: centurion game they online, played it? centurion it, that's been mentioned on the live stream before that they have played centurion mode but not, not advertised the, yeah
1: <clears throat> no i guess that could come into the fact that whether the um the rule set for centurion is like in the public domain is it open source and people can use it willy-nilly or if games workshop used it with the eyeballs have say hold on a minute you're using our rule set we want you know we want cost for that I so you might be right Chris but either way there's an exploit there
3: yeah
1: so in with that regard let us away to the um, yeah. the, the crucible of, of all things gaming the the list challenge
2: dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> So, with all of that in mind, so, <laughs> Shall I go first? Would you Would you start the honour, sir?
2: I'll start. I'll start the, the ball rolling. Then.
1: Go on, then, because
2: you
1: know, you know <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a strength ten ball that
2: you're going to be rolling. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice change because it's me and not you for once. That's true. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I've so yeah, one thousand point scout force as we would take if we were going to this event. Yes. So, I did it. F- I normally, when I do these, I like to play with other legions, do different things.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But um, I thought I'd do it out of one of the two armies that I have. The custodes at 1,000 points just aren't going to happen. It's no, not no, Not, no, not even no. remotely feasible for any sort of useful. But well, if I there is one there that doesn't. I
1: had a look see as well and thought there's no way you can do this for 1,000 points.
2: Yeah, it's two hundred, you know, 230 40 points just for your HQ character. It, they're just not going to roll at that
3: uh, yeah.
2: that point's cost. So I used my Imperial Fists, which is quite nice actually, just doing the list of them because I haven't yeah. used them for anything. So just using that list again, just playing with them. So my HQ choice is a Legion Champion. Yes. With a Paragon Blade and Refractor Field Artificer Armor. Um,
1: Pretty much the default.
2: <laughs> The, yeah, the default uh, Legion on. champion.
3: Yeah.
2: I took, in my elite choice, I've got an Apothecary with a yep. power sword. Uh, okay. Just, um, just normal power armor, nothing extra special, just the power sword. Yep. Five Templar Brethren. So cool. these are the Imperial Fists uh, assault unit, basically.
1: Yep.
2: So they all have power swords. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought a Nuncio Vox Good choice The Chapter Champion which is their sergeant basically he has a they've all got combat shields Um, the Chapter Champion has a Mastercrafted Power Fist
1: Right, wow
2: Because you never know if there's something on the board you want to punch
1: There's always going to be something worth punching
2: Exactly Uh, I've got two tactical squads because we've got to fill those two H- those two troop choices you have um, all with the uh, additional chainswords um, and bolters and each unit has got a Nuncio Vox and a Vexilla
3: right cool
2: in my fast attack I've gone for two independent javelins with um, the Cyclone missile officers
1: good choice again
2: because well I'll explain why once I've completed the list and then my final my final option rolling in at 155 of your finest imperial points is a Medusa Siege what uh, cannon. after all we've just said absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah but with the imperial fists it kind of fits it is kind of there oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I've gone for the, yeah. I've, I've tried to use both elements of this, but you, you are right.
1: For me, it
2: <laughs> the was. Math- the it works. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're using excuses, it, it ready. Um, <laughs> it's it's in that list purely because at a thousand points. I think it's going to cause people problems.
3: I think
1: um, it's it's either kill or be killed, isn't it? In that regard.
2: Yeah. Which is why I've got the javelins. Yeah. So I took the javelins purely on the premise that. Someone opposite on the other table is going to have a tank that's under um, yep. 33 points. Missile launch, cyclone missile launches are just going to cause them all sorts of bother.
1: Yep. Um, outflanking not, as well, on outflanking.
2: Ones. Yeah, get into the side armour, yeah. cause all sorts of bother Um because it's two twin-linked crack missiles in the side, yep. and they're just too good to too good <laughs> to turn down. So that's why they were.
1: You know, they were they were, our, they were our choice for fast attack, weren't they? When we yeah,
2: absolutely. I think and that, I think they haven't that hasn't changed any. No, um, I think javelins are great.
3: Yeah,
2: if I, if, I, you know, if the models were a bit cheaper, I would probably invest in some. They you know, are but, expensive, physically yeah, expensive, yeah. physically expensive. Exactly. Points yeah. wise, you know, fifty five points is ridiculously cheap. Right? Right. I, I think I think if I'm honest, another 15 20 points on them wouldn't be out of
1: place. Got you. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, they are, they're a go-to, aren't they, for that? Yeah. But they're, they're a good. They're a good counter to the backline artillery that I kind of usually wield because I have to worry about them so much. I think they might be slightly less effective now with the augury scanner change. Yeah. Because the augury scanner change has come out and it hasn't, it hasn't limited its deep strike if I'm not mistaken. So, if you've got your heavy support squad with an augury Scanner guy. If they come on, on the side, they are going to get shot before they get to shoot. So they may be slightly a little bit more fragile now, unless they do something about that problem. So, but yeah, but, but the th- either the thing way... Is,
2: they but, also yeah, come good. under the, the armour value as well, that's the thing, because they've got a 32 totally. armour value. Totally. So again, when we're looking at exploits, they're, they're a very cheap, good exploit.
1: I think they can be taken in Centurion, though, without any um, penalty. So I agree. I think they are they're a top-notch unit. Um, all round, but I think they actually probably even more effective in Centurion, where you've got haven't got the tanks to deal with. Um, but you would have other stuff. But yeah, whether well, then against the question is, would you take them if you didn't have tanks to deal with? You, would you invest those points in something more anti um, yeah, you know, anti infantry? But then you're still going to have probably going to have um, dreadnoughts. For example, Leviathan dreadnoughts could be yeah. taken in a, it's, Centurion. I think it's
2: only ten points to add that twin link las cannon to yeah. them if you really wanted to. So. Um, yeah. I th- yeah, javelins are great. I th- Templar brethren are there just purely because a I love the Templar brethren, and with a champion and an apothecary, they're just they go through units.
1: They they would absolutely. They
2: are. Uh, I've I've done it plenty of times when I've used the the, the fists and the, normally in units of ten, but they're so expensive at this level. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's that was my that was my list i don't you know it's it's pretty even i suppose got
1: ya i don't think i'm
2: i don't think i'm yeah. too far one way I, or the other and i don't that's think exactly so.
1: 1000 points i think that's pretty balanced what do you think michael
0: yeah i think that's reasonably balanced and it, it does fit the imperial fist theme you know they they are the 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 other the, the other side of the coin to the iron warriors and they will take stuff like you know siege equipment to um,
3: to know, a
0: gunfight. To a gunfight, yeah. <laughs> to, to a small skirmish.
2: <laughs> I see your bolt pistol centre. I raise yeah. your artillery.
1: Absolutely um, flattened. Yeah, It fits their theme um I, there's a bit of an eyebrow raised when using reduces, i think if you're going to have but fundamentally everybody's going to i would be surprised if they aren't the, the the unit of choice for most people okay who wants to go next then
0: um i'll i'll take i'll give it a shot okay okay so my list is not as bad as chris's um it's quite simple uh, it's death guard uh, cause I okay. am building Death Guard at the minute, uh, yep. and it's building a, a Centurion list, but I've gone with, I've, I, I stuck with a Delegatus as my, um, as my warlord, my only HQ choice. Uh, yep. I've given him a, um, I've given him a power scythe an Artificer armor, uh, and rag grenades. So he's, uh, he's going to do some damage in close combat if he gets okay. there. Um, because the rag grenades, um, give a uh, give a minus one penalty to toughness of people in the assault phase correct then i'm taking as a uh, because i've got a master of signal i'm taking a, a right of war and i'm taking the reaping which makes okay. um which makes heavy support troops uh sorry heavy support squads troop choices and right. i'm taking a heavy flamer squad a, a, t- a nine-man heavy heavy support squad with heavy flamers and hardened armor and I'm giving them a Rhino, um, and they are uh, a, an Artificer Armour on the Sergeant, and melted bombs just in case, and there's nine of them with um, Chem-Weapon chem Enhanced um, Heavy Flamers. So that gives them the uh, Shred Rule and gets hot. Okay. So, so I, let
1: me get this... Just, just rewind one moment, if you
0: would
1: mind. <laughs> Sorry, did you say it was a... What was the HQ choice again, mate? Uh Delegatus okay cool, cool cool and these are heavy flamers in a rhino right yep so they wouldn't be able to fire when they got out the rhino
0: they can because a heavy flamer is an assault weapon sorry yeah it's an assault weapon is it yep it's not a heavy weapon
1: <laughs> let us check <clears throat> okay, not that I'm being particularly pedantic at twelve o'clock at night, but I'm gonna be pedantic at twelve o'clock at night. I also heavy, heavy flame, flame assault one. Well, blow me down. Michael, you win the internet today, my friend. Do you know I always thought heavy flame was a heavy weapon?
2: It's that it's that thing about having heavy in the tough. It's like melter bombs. You'd think it had the melter rule, but it doesn't, it's only got one.
1: Well, Michael, congratulations, that is a great unit. Yeah, so
0: Shred is going to help uh, <laughs> mince some, some yeah. infantry, which I still Absolutely. think is the majority of what I'm going to face. Um, okay. infantry. Yeah, then I've got two more or less identical uh, tactical squads, both in Rhinos, both 10 men, um, Artificer Armour on the um, on the Sergeant with melter Bombs uh, and Rag Grenades. Um, one squad, the Sergeant's got a Power Scythe, one squad, it's got a Lightning Claw, and they've both got the additional Combat Blades. Yep. So they're both... Extra attack. So, you know, there's there's 20 men there, plus nine. So there's 30 Marines in there. And then in fast attack, I've got two javelins, both with uh, laser laser cannons and Mm -hmm. multi-melters, and one hunter-killer missile each.
1: Right. Same tactic, come on out, flank, destroy whatever's in front of you.
0: Yeah. So they're my two-deal with Medusa Medusa units. Um but the uh, the idea of this is to um get up get up use your rag grenades to, to knock down the toughness and kill yep. Fair enough okay as you should uh Seems you know fl- flamers to flamers yeah. to set people alight and shred them uh um, like flamers
1: the flamers is good
0: yeah and uh marines to knack her up uh what they can
1: okay so very good thousand points yeah, it, it works
0: out as nine hundred and ninety-five points. So I suppose I could get okay. another hunter killer missile on one of the on one of wow. the um
1: Big rude not to, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Nice. So what does your right of war give you? The reaping
0: The Reaping, it makes um heavy support uh, troops um it makes heavy support squad troops. Nice. And gives you um chem munitions.
1: Right. Okay. Which is the shred for those players? Is
0: it ten munitions, or is it a legion rule that gives you ten munitions? I can't remember. Okay, one of the two. Let me check that one. I'm going to check it. I'm going to. I'm going to double check it. Uh. Uh. The reaping. The reaping. I can I find the book. And I find my book. Oh no, I can't find my book.
2: <laughs> I've got the book
0: here, somewhere. Oh, here, okay. I it here I found it. Here, found um, it here. Yeah. So, veteran tactical squads and heavy support squads become non-compulsory troop choices. So you've still got to take compulsory troops. Um, Just a too. Yeah. All units get moved through cover, um, cool. and they can take the um, rag grenades um, for ten for ten each um yeah they may not run or make flat out moves and they can't deep strike oh, yeah.
2: um okay fair enough oh one fast attack choice
0: yes but my javelins are a single squad single squad
1: yeah. yeah very cool nice okay so yeah right then t- taste a bit list that's tasty the rest, actually, isn't it? So, different, very different. All right, do you want to hear mine? Yep. Okay, How so, many
2: siege weapons did he take this week?
1: Absolutely none. Okay. So, I've gone completely the opposite direction in terms what of. What has siege he done
2: with my brother, weapons. and where is he?
1: <laughs> After. I'm still reeling from the Night Lords slash Iron Warriors uh, debacle, frankly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I can't cope with that kind of uh, uh, chastisement. So, uh, what I've done. So, this was partly inspired uh, when I was writing this list. Uh, just as I was starting to do it, the um, Blood Angels came out. The, the for in Warhammer Fest Europe, and I was like, God, they look fantastic. And I thought, mm. so I th- first of all, I thought to do Mechanicum Bliss, and I shied away from that. So I thought Blood Angels. I really like Blood Angels. They they look really great. So I've gone for a kind of assault based Blood Angels army. So I figure that with all the Medusas that I'm going to face, the key to these is probably going to be getting on objectives quickly or getting across the board yeah. quickly. So what I've done is I've got a Legion champion, the default Legion champion. Um, so the great rule with the um, Blood Angels is they can take, though the Legion champion can take, obviously, the um, Paragon Blade, uh, the Legion champion could take the Blade of Perdition, um, which is very similar um, it's minus one to wound, if you see what I mean. So if it was a four to wound, it's a three to wound, which is effectively the same as a also Paragon Blade.
2: Another special rule, doesn't it, as well?
1: Yeah, it's instant death on sixes, I think. Um, so I think it's very similar to um, the the Paragon Blade in that regard. But, but as it's their weapon, rather than giving them a Paragon Blade, I've decided to give them the Blade of Perdition, because I think it's yeah. pretty cool. Um so and also, yeah. Every wound caused by this weapon is doubled to two wounds. So basically, if i have to combat the Legion Champion's got three attacks um, on the charge, four attacks or whatever, um, he's going to be hitting every wound that he does. Which is obviously is minus one to wound. Um, he'll get it'll be two. So you'd have to basically save two. So if I did three wounds, it would actually be six wounds. You have to save all six. I'm sure.
2: Oh, I can't think. There was some hoo-ha about this rule at some point, wasn't there? There was.
1: Uh, I'm not sure what it was. But, and I'm not sure... It was, it, it was
2: to do with the multiple wound thing, whether it...
1: I think what they're saying is I think they might change so that every wound... I think what to it was save. if
2: you... Yeah, you have to save the wounds and then yeah. if you, that wound would then cause two wounds, if that makes sense.
1: I what they said I, is I, every wound caused by the weapon is doubled to two wounds rolled to save against each wound separately. So... If I did three wounds, it would be six wounds. Each, oh, okay. each of those would need to be saved. That's on Battle Scribe, so it could be... You know, it could have changed in the FAQ or whatever. But uh, anyway, yeah, I,
0: but yeah, the uh, Battle Scribe it, FAQs are not... Uh, Battle Scribe is yeah. not up to date with the FAQs yeah. as yet.
2: I think how it works very, very roughly is that what it does, if you cause a wound, it counts as two wounds. Right, if that makes sense. So... It doesn't necessarily so you cause the first wound. They, if they save that, nothing happens. If they don't save that, you cause two wounds, I think. Okay, that's without reading the Um, thing in front of me,
1: anyway. That's what he's got. Um, so that's the the champion, and he's going to be on a jet bike, okay? Okay, yeah. Um, I've must be I've overlooked jet bikes as an option, but do you know what? They're pretty damn decent, yeah. Um they're a bit more expensive than Terminator armor, but not a huge amount of difference there. Um, if you think about it, a, a cataphractide Terminator armor is, is 35 points, and a jet bike's 45 points. Yep. And the jet bike obviously gives you a 2 plus save, you get a jinx save, and um, you get a, you know, heavy bolter as well. So, similar jet bike for him, Artesophor armor actually would be wasted on him because he's got a 2 plus save anyway, so could save myself ten points. melt um, melter bombs, um, pa- blade of perdition, and a bolt pistol. So extra combat weapon. Um, he's got. Then I've got three identical assault squads. So these are all the same ten-man assault squads. Um, two of them have got inferno pistols, which is a great um, blood yeah. angels little thing, um, and one of them's got a power rack. So that's basically the squad. Okay, the inferno pistol is absolutely fantastic i've got to say um and i believe the inferno pistol is like a pistol melter gun isn't it if i'm not mistaken yes um so great for getting up close and burning medusas to death basically so you would have to be within three inches for it to be really effective but still side armor 10 with a pistol pretty good chance if you're within six you're going to destroy it so yeah that's what they would be doing and then i've got for my heavy support, I've got nothing in fast attack because it's already pretty much fasted out by my three troop choices. In my wrestler fast attack, I've got a jet bike, sorry, jet bike Sky Slayer support squad. And these have all got um multi-melters. Again, your anti-Medusa squad or anti-Terminator squad. Um, and there's three of those. They'd be joined by the Legion Champion, so they would have a few more um guys to soak up some wounds. But that is it. That's a thousand points right there. So I've gone for three Scoring units because I think two isn't enough in these games. I think there'd be like a lot of objective jumping and collecting and saving, so that's why I've gone for three troop choices. But yeah, nice. all in all, the idea for this army really is I can either deep strike it, which would be slightly risky um, given the the contents, but it's it's possible, particularly the the Sky Slayer squad, and um, possibly jet, jet, um, deep striking them in with the multi melters in order to sort of take out care of any producers on the back line. Um, and the rest of the squads would be just jumping around looking for a scrap, basically. Charging forward. All very fast. All very blood angels. So there you go. Sounds
2: good. Sounds good. It, that would be a pretty tasty list, actually. Because you, you've covered a lot of bases with the, getting across the board quickly.
1: I think that's going to be key um, to these these little games. It's about speed and agility. Yeah, um, And I think that you need to have a quick reacting force and so i think everything there nothing in that force goes less than 12 inches every turn so there should the be the only
2: thing up. is is when you run into michael's flamer units
1: yeah i mean or something like that because that's kind of yeah i mean would you assault that flamer unit you, you know you'll be d3 hits per flamer which would yeah, be but- there- which would if they range of it, of it
2: that's for
1: yeah. I mean, either way, it's it's a, it's a difficult squad to do with. It's the yeah. sort of squad that you would really want to shoot to death, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. you wouldn't want to, yeah, you wouldn't want to, unless you could, you know, get it to charge, maybe sacrifice a singular model or something like that, or a cut down unit to charge them to take the Overwatch, and then the other squad come in behind to finish them off, something along those lines. But yeah, I think their struggle, um, turn one because I either have to make the choice to try and deep strike things, but I've got nothing to manipulate the um, reserve rolls at all. Yeah. So I've been relying on the fact that I'm going to roll a of three, which I never do. Um, so I could end up with only two units on the board by turn two, providing one of them hadn't already been destroyed by the Medusas. So, yeah, it's, it would be, I think everything would have to be on the board from turn one and everything would have to go forward on turn one and just charge, 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 charge. Nice.
2: I think yeah, that's, a, that's so. Just thinking about how it would you know, play out. It's just, that's a strong list to to face. I think
1: it. I think it, it it's, it's a part. thousand points. It pucks, does pack a punch, right?
2: Yeah, I to, don't think I'd enjoy. You know, if that was put down in front of me, and I was playing my list, for instance, I think I would, that would offer me quite a few headaches.
3: Yeah. It's, I
1: mean, it's it's a bit it's a bit luck of the drawy. I think if you have got the first round of shooting, for example, um, it's yeah. basically you're trying to weather that first round. If you can weather that first round, either by putting yourself in cover or something, you'll be okay. But otherwise, if I haven't got a lot of cover, that and you get the first turn, that squad's going. You know, I'm going to lose a couple of squads, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, and that yeah. would be then from that point on, it would be a very hard thing to go back to. I think if I can keep things alive for the first turn and then be up in your grill with that big force, that would be a different story. But yeah, that would be the plan. Nice, that's nice. So, how we judge these? So we judge them as we normally judge them, which is um, battlefield effect- effect- effectiveness, yep. theme, and cost. If I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
2: So Absolutely. These are the these are the criteria which we we've based. We've sort of set as our guidelines now. Yes, there are pretty a much. These are, this is human, but these are the criteria now that we... This is put. what
1: we do. So let's start with a um, theme, because that's always what we start with. So yep. what, out of the three armies, which one do you think encapsulates the Legion or uh, Cult or Militia or Mechanicum cohort the best?
2: I don't think I can choose between any of them. Okay. Because I think we have all... Gone for elements that you would expect to see from those legions.
1: I think that is not a bad point, actually. So there's nothing in there that is a using the legions there's rules as a massive exploit.
2: Well,
0: no. I, I'm not going to judge mine, but I can't <laughs> judge between your two uh, as to no, which, I, I think which that's is, the
2: thing. I think
0: which would be more themeful.
1: Yeah, I think that they again. I mean, we're kind of getting good at this now. We haven't ever got a winner on this one. Um. I think you're right. There is aspects of that where we've used the Legion and we've used the benefits of that Legion in a way that's thematic, not just gamey. Yeah. Maybe mine might be more gamey than the other two, but... um, Well, you've included the Blade of Salty Tears, so... Yeah. Well, I have, yes, that's true enough, so... They um, are salty. To be fair, I mean now that you can give a, a paragon blade they're kind of a bit less salty because you know it was using that that blade on things that normally couldn't take paragon blades if you see what i mean but i
2: don't know causing two wounds on you know so I, I did i have just while you're going through i have just double so the the rule was as intended just quickly i'll go back to the blade petition was that basically if you cause a wound and it isn't saved you cause two wounds right Wow, it's not not the way that you okay were doing it. It's so yeah. So you cause one wound on my champion. Yeah, if I don't two. save that, it does two wounds,
3: oh, shit.
2: as opposed oh. to you <laughs> doing I'll you doing that. six yeah. wounds straight off the bat. If that makes sense.
1: Got right, you. Yeah. Crikey. So yeah. So that is uh, that's pretty evil then. Yeah. Right. Cool. So um. I think it is pretty effective. It has got the blood so it is, but it's, you know, I haven't, it has got all the traits of a blood or blood angels army, i.e. jump pack troops and, you know, bikes now, which is, you know, quite a good counter to um, vehicles and tanks and stuff. So, okay. I think we're going to have to call that one a draw. Yep. So the next one is battlefield effectiveness. Who do we think has this? I'm going with Chris on this one, just because he's got the Medusa, if I'm honest with you. Uh, I, I think I have to agree so. with that
2: one. See, I'm going to disagree. Okay. Because once I've lost the Medusa... You've still got the lightnings. I've, well, I've got the javelins. Javelins, rather, yeah. But, really, they're not going to put out... the If you're going to be able to kill a Medusa, you're going to be able to kill a javelin. That's true. Um, and they're not going to put out the firepower that's required. Okay and once i'm past them i'm just down to 15 guys so over a period of four or five turns i i'm probably good for a turn or two depending on the shooting yeah but over a long over you know a five turn game by the end of it i'm going to be you know punching with air basically
1: i see what you mean yeah because you've got you haven't got the, the strength and depth
2: yeah of a, no,
1: exactly. of, a, of a European Championship winning squad, no. <laughs>
2: okay. but I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm all puffed. And I'm, all, I'm all fired. To start with, and then I'll, I'll run out of puff towards the end. Dier. Quite quickly, I should think.
1: Okay, so why why wouldn't it be you, Michael? What, what I mean, you've got the... you've got a you've got a tasty list there. Um... So just just run us through your big killer units. So you've obviously got the heavy support units with the heavy flamers yeah, yeah. The um, and you've got some you've got some javelins yourself.
0: Yeah, the javelins are to deal with any um, you know to deal with any of those uh, yeah. pesky medusas. medusas or any yeah. you know I mean um, it's kind of a uh, do you want to take one one javelin or uh, with 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 las cannons and one uh, with the missiles or do you want to take two with the las cannons and it's kind of a
2: See, I think for a, so, thirty-five points each, sixty-five points. Ooh, if got a What was that? Gas cannon.
1: Oh, That was me moving in the chair. Sorry. Uh, Fair
2: yeah, enough. I think, I think, you probably wouldn't be bad in a bad place taking three of them in total, for less than two hundred points.
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: Two with the missile launchers, one with the twin link mass cannon. Yep.
3: Yeah.
1: The mass. The missile launcher is a good weapon because it is. Yeah. Bear in mind that you the best armor value you're probably going to face is 12 yeah. i think yeah the so front, yeah. the missiles are good insofar as they've got two shots each i think haven't they yeah
2: it's um yeah and they're ten linked yeah.
1: as well so strength eight two shots each or they can also be double up as a anti um infantry using the crack missiles which are strength five AP four small blast two yeah. of them so i think it I would probably go with the missiles in this instance rather the last cannons because the last cannons are one shot whereas I think two shots from strength eight you can't you're not having to deal with dreadnoughts so you don't have to worry about armor thirteen in any way, shape or form a bit and with using missiles on it gives it gives it a bit more versatility
2: yeah but I think Michael's list is going to be there longer over a period of because they're death card as well they get yeah. the... You get a feel no pain, don't you? As a death guard player, yeah. So I think over the course of a game, you would certainly outlast me.
1: So what have you got in the way of troops choices? So, um, Chris, you got?
2: I've got two ten-man squads. Right, that's it. Yeah. And then five Templar brethren. I've got right. a boss poth- carry with that Templar brethren. Understand?
1: Right, okay, I'm with you.
2: That's yeah. only, there's after the vehicles, there are seventeen guys.
1: Well,
2: 20,
1: 20, there are 27 guys. Yeah, I'm with you. But like you say, they, they're Are they on foot? Those guys, they're rhinos. Yeah, yeah. yeah so All they're going to have to, they're going to have to slog it to get to objectives, aren't they? Which could be yeah. difficult. Yeah. yeah whereas, Fair, right? rhino,
2: rhino riding. Mm. Um, assault one heavy Flamers yeah. with shred.
3: Yeah, I,
1: you know, a, short
2: I think it, you know if if the positioning is wrong against the, Michael's opponent and he can get those flamers to do some nice coverage with those templates. Mm. Yeah. Then that's a lot. You're going to hurt a lot of infantry
1: squads. That's true. I mean, even if somebody's running three reduces in turn one and you drive that rhino at them, they can only destroy the rhino with the reducers, if you see what I mean. So, you know, from that point on, you could be halfway up the board if, you know, if it's turn one, if it's turn two, you know, or if you're going second, then the, the guys could be stuck at the back, but you've still got the javelins, um, you know, there to take out those reducers if need to be. So I, th- mm. yeah, I, th- I think your, your effectiveness over a period
2: of game, over, over the length of a game uh, is certainly better than mine. The, the one I okay.
1: So what about, what about mine? I'm going to put my hat in the ring here. Okay. Yeah. And, and argue for my own, our own list because I think that the Blood Angels have got a great ability which is this fusion pistol because it means that a 10 man assault squad can deal with pretty much anything yeah um, whereas without that ability to take kind of melter weapons it's, you have to spend 50 points on melter bombs which I haven't done for these guys so, but I think again, in terms of long-term survival, I think Chris has kind of made a good point there. This is a this these units would be out in the open and potentially, you know, unless I get them in cover, in a big risky situation for most of the game. Right, I mean, yeah, the, the, the bikes could have come,
2: is well, and also your bikes, your toughness five.
1: Yeah,
2: you're not going to come out. You know, that's going to be a big thing, and. Small yep. scale games is toughness five because any nothing you know, the producers, anything that's going to do strength 10 or whatever, the, you know, yep. there are very things that are going to instant one shot you off the board. Yeah,
3: they've only
1: so got one I wound, think, so no, absolutely. Yeah, you
2: yeah, you've got your set, you've got a good save, and you've got your toughness, so yep. the difficulty to wound is a, you know, volume of fire will not be your friend, but there is, yep. you, you, you offer a lot of targets.
1: Yeah, that is true. I mean, the, the Multimaster Juggling Squad should, if they can survive long enough, um, deal with any kind of vehicle vehicular business that happens to be coming our way. I... Ooh, it's a tough one, this one. Yeah, I mean, I... I think out of the two, now that you've put the case for it, I think Michael's it's probably got the um, versatility that yours hasn't, because your guys are kind of a bit yeah, static. I'd...
2: I don't put side Yeah, but this one is definitely between the two of
1: you. Um, okay, yeah. so you're going to have to make the choice then.
2: Yeah. It's really. I, um, if you can't.
1: Yeah, this question is: How, how many assault squads have you got? Three. Three lots of ten. Thirty
2: guys. So
1: it's only thirty. It's only thirty guys plus. Yeah, I've got thirty guys as well. Four yeah. bikes. I, it's it's,
2: <laughs> it's it's a hair's breadth. I'd probably go with yourself.
1: Which breath. one? Which Just one would you, you least, least Yeah. Which one would you least like to uh, to face? I suppose that would be in that would, regard. Uh, for me,
2: oh Jesus! <laughs> Using the list that I've got, I would hate to face either of them.
1: Right. Okay. I yeah. would
2: probably be more concerned about the volume of assault marines. Yeah. Um, but then, because they're going to assault me. Yes. Whereas with Michael's heavy weapon squads, for me to have the issue with the wall of fire, I have to assault them.
1: True. True. Enough.
2: So I think, and then once in every point, if I assault them, I get that. I would probably just, I mean, it's, you know, a, a hair's breadth between the two of you, but I think I would re- least, out of the two, like least like to face the Blood Angels list.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. So, cost wise is the last and final, final bit. Okay.
2: So basically, uh, so uh, I'm not in the running of the by this because my uh, army comes in. If I'm buying it all from Forge World and the, as we tend to say now, the Tactical squads will buy plastics from Games yeah. Workshop. Uh, I worked my list out at £419 because I've got the Legion Medusa and two Javelins. Wow. And Templar Brethren, which are 50 quid for five models. Wow. And I'm sure I've done bigger armies for cheaper.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: so I, I can't believe so, mine's so cheap, so I'm just going to check it.
2: Well, it comes down to the two of you, doesn't it? And the figures that I've got in front of me, there's not a lot between the two of
0: you. Okay. So it's, it's three pounds.
2: It's three pounds. Mm, is it really? To Michael's advantage.
1: <laughs> wow. So I think okay. it's... Uh, basically, mine is £74 for a 10-man squad. Okay. So 74 times three is, what, 226. No, 222, 222 plus four bikes. So the bikes, I'm just going to double check my figures because I, th- I thought mine looked a bit cheap to count on you. Mine's
0: 157.50 from both Forge World and Games Workshop. Exactly.
1: Okay. Now, uh, mine's actually is more expensive than I thought it was by... Right. So, let me just... Uh, yeah, so mine would actually... Two, tell a lie. So it's £222 for the three uh, assault squads. Yeah. Yeah. £78 for three similar pattern bikes. Yeah. And then £30, £29 for the Praetor one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which basically means it's £329. Okay. So, Michael's came in the cheapest
2: at... £315. Yep. Wow. So, we don't have a winner for theme. Mm-hmm. We've all nailed that one. Totally. Michael yes. is the cheapest. Yes. I've broken the tie on the Blood Angels. Yes. So it's a draw between the two of you, in our opinion. Yes. Wowzers. And of yes. course. The listeners, as we know that they like to do will offer up their thoughts i'm sure tell
1: i'm us,
3: sure
2: tell tell me that i have no uh that i've got it all <laughs> wrong and that actually michael's is the much fiercer army in he here's the outright winner
1: okay so, we should put it to a public vote
2: yes I, but i think i think it was quite interesting it was quite a challenge doing like it's quite difficult at times to do these smaller lists
1: it does get you thinking doesn't it Yeah, there's a lot. We're so used to doing
2: three and a half, three thousand, three and a half thousand points, and then just trying to trying to fit things into a thousand points is actually really difficult. I tend to find. I
1: I must admit, I struggled, and it was. I've kind of now gone with the view that I would always take at least three troop choices of whatever flavour, because I think you need at least with the way that the missions are, you need at least three scoring units. I think, Um, just or at least you know. Yeah, three scoring units, you know, even if that's two compulsory troop choices and mm-hmm. something else with impactable in balance or something like that. But you you know, you need to have those units and get on those objectives or get into the deployment zone or whatever else we need to do. So yeah, it was good fun actually. And I said I think that it'll be really interesting to see what lists are actually taken to this event. And if we are right in our slightly um cynical <laughs> viewpoint that it's gonna be Medusa Central. Or, well equivalent you know it
2: it may be worse i
1: don't know how it could be
2: worse yeah Yeah.
1: i mean mean, if if somebody does take that tag manta list, then well
2: so this event is taking place next weekend after the podcast goes out 7th 8th 9th yeah so that's yeah no doubt we'll
0: we'll hear back from people who've been there yeah and see what they say i mean i
2: i like the event pack they've out because it's got a lot of burning iron warriors on it. So that's pretty cool.
1: It's hmm. nothing good about that. That's just yeah, it's, propaganda.
2: That's it's, it's a beautiful <laughs> sight.
0: So shall we head <laughs> in and see what events are going on then? Let's do that. Yeah, thanks, let's guys.
2: Do
3: that. Cool. All right. So...
0: Okay, so now it's time for our uh, monthly run-through of what events are going on. Um, if we haven't mentioned an event, it's because it's either all sold out or tickets aren't yet on sale. As always, we keep a list of events on our website, so you can keep an eye on that. If you want us to shout out your event, drop us a message on Facebook or email Rush at edgeofempire.co.uk. So, uh, gaming events-wise, we have the 7th of September is uh the invasion of Lanier four? i should have actually taken that off because our tickets for that were all sold off that's the warhammer world event um okay. with the scout mode that we just discussed yeah then the 22nd of september it's the all-out war the burning of aphidion uh that's being run by the uh, london gaming guild the same people who okay. ran the um uh ran ran uh, the london gt so yep yeah. Um,
1: doo, 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 doo,
0: doo. then the 28th of September it's Company of Legends again I should probably take that off because ticket, t- t- tickets for that are all sold out but, <laughs>
1: there's a um, bunch of chances
0: yeah right. Right. who get uh, that 7th of October there's an Adeptus <laughs> Titanicus one day event at Boards and Swords in Derby so that's the first Adeptus Titanicus event that I know of Um okay. then we've got 20th of October Um Tarsus 4 at the end of the world at, at the end oh no I'm going to take that off because there's no tickets for that left they're all gone. Okay. So no point mentioning it. Tarsus 4, mm-hmm. all gone, all again. Two minutes to sell out the tickets. Um, awesome. Then the 27th of October, we've got Death World Akar Part 2, the Raquelian Wars. There are a few of these going on. Um, they don't update their Facebook page, so I can't tell you if there are tickets still left or not, but I'm mentioning it here just in case there are. Is that 30K Frontier? 30K Frontier. They're terrible at updating yeah. their Facebook page. Um, okay. To, to, to say what's going on, how many tickets are available, what's has got you know, so it's hard to see what's going on there. Um, cool. Then 2nd of November, Blood and Glory in Derby, and we're all going to be there, so yes. that should be good. I'm going to play in the Centurion event once that gets sorted, and uh, you guys are playing in the main event.
1: Yeah, I yes. checked with, I'll check with um, Greg today, and um, I think he's passed the event back on to the event organisers, so hopefully we should get some tickets out there soon. Yes.
0: Uh, 3rd of November, it's another Deca, uh, De- Death World Akar Part 2, this time in Southampton. The, f- the one mentioned before was in Nottingham. Uh, 10th of November, Sin City, uh, in Wellingborough. That is a, um, I think that's a Greetings from the Warp event. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Greetings from the Warp one. event, uh, and in Wellingborough. So that should be quite, that's that, they usually put on a good event. So yeah. that's that there. Uh, then the 10th of November, and there's another Death World Akar Part 2, again in Southampton. And I think that's the last of their events for the year. Uh, 23rd of November, uh, although this has moved around a bit, I think it's still going ahead, is Titan Death at Geralas Station. It's a Titan and Knights event. Um, I think, the you know, so we're just waiting to see um, if they're, if they're going ahead of that. That's King Fluff. Oh, King Fluff, right, okay yeah so but that might I be would change. that, that might be changed into simply a titan walk but we will see um okay. 24th of november is the clearances of durham Um durham durham i'm terrible at pronouncing that these words that's in Stirling. Yeah. that's heresy.scott event and i think me and you are going to that graham
1: we are yeah we um, are so yeah we're, we're going up with uh, richie and gareth
0: yes so we're, we're, we're off there uh then the 2nd of december it's the spartan axe 2nd edition in coolston that's just a one day event i believe um is it one day event? i'm pretty sure it's a one day event um could be two um but anyway that's that's happening then um spin-off from the uh spartan axe edition which they held they hill um this month i think it was um yes yeah, just okay. a one day event um two and a half thousand points so apparently that was quite successful. The first one they did. Then eighth of oh, yeah. December is the Scouring of Melios at Element Games, um, which is a Road to Terror event. So okay. that looks quite interesting. Um, obviously, so, Element good. Games great venue.
1: Good venue, yeah, really good yeah. venue.
0: Then twentieth of January it's Whack and Cheese. it's oh, terrifying. I
2: think we're getting onto the twentieth into next year, isn't
0: it? Yeah, we it's, are. Yeah. We are. Uh, Whack and Cheese at the XLC Gaming (coughs) Centre.
1: It's a great title, isn't it? So basically, this is Bring Your Worst.
0: Yeah, Bring Your Worst. Um, They've got 10 places only for it, and they've pulled free tickets so far. So if you do fancy, you know, taking the horriblest list list you can, go along there. The XLC (laughs) Gaming Centre is meant to be quite quite Uh,
3: good. uh, That would be
1: hilarious.
0: And then 9th of March is Dispute of... that's another king fluff event um and that is uh polesworth well tamworth so okay that should be an interesting event and then we're on to other events so we've got 22nd of september it's the um autumn open day at warhammer world haven't heard anything about this recently so i don't even you know you know i don't know if tickets have gone on sale yet or if it's still going ahead but as far as i'm aware it no, actually, I think that's been turned into a kill team. Oh,
1: that's right. Tickets oh, yeah. yeah. only, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it's been turned like into
0: it. a kill team event. I'm going to check that one. I'm going to load it up now. Um, okay. Check it up now, but but kill team rings a bell. I think they're mm. actually having a kill team, a kill team uh, weekender, uh, um, that that weekend. Yeah, 22nd of September. It's not it's not the uh, open day. It is a uh, kill team event so okay uh we'll scratch that from it from our list
1: yeah yeah expunge it expunge it
0: so third and fourth, fourth of november is the black library weekender um and that's clashing with uh blood and glory i know greg oh, from yeah. imperial truth is not very happy about this because he's been to every single black library weekender thus far <sighs> and he's disappointed he isn't going to get to go he, he was talking about maybe doing uh, uh for the evening activities I, instead of hanging out in Derby, driving over to the hotel in Nottingham. Okay. So, yeah. I'd be knackered, man. Ah, I can't. I don't think I could be bothered with that. Yes. Um And then the 24th and 25th of November, it's the Warhammer 40k open day at Warhammer World. And I've just realised I won't be able to go to that this year for the first time in since they started holding that, because we'll be in not, Scotland. Because yeah.
1: we'll be in Scotland, Bonnie, Scotland. We'll be up in Scotland, so...
0: Yeah. yeah i didn't think about that oh never mind um and that's it so company of legends you've got a bit of an update for us graham get
1: yeah, just around the game org stuff so um one of the things we're trying to do because obviously we're trying to actually play so we're, myself and chris we're, we're,
2: we're trying to have our cake and eat it basically yeah well.
1: which is you know which is nobody can do a heresy event apparently um so we're trying to make our um So the thing when you're organising a game, obviously we've already organised this one once, so the heavy lifting part's kind of done because we know what to expect and we know how it all works and everything. We've just got to remind ourselves how to do it. It's been a long time. But one of the things that takes the time is sorting out the games between uh, people. Weirdly enough, when you're organising an event, you know, we've got 34 people and we need to make sure that uh, certain people um, who we may want to play because they may be on the sort of... um harder harder path uh, make sure they're matched up against the right opponents but also we want to make sure that people don't play the same people twice and we also want to make sure that people don't go on the same table twice and that's actually quite a lot of manual work um, so in order to make our ability to as uh, chris said uh, make cake and eat it um, we want to do a sort of single click thing so i've been writing an application to do that so that we can just put the players in what they currently are, and it will tell us whether which tables they've played on and which people they've already played, so we can't book the wrong people on the wrong table against the wrong opponent. Um, but that uh, a click of a button, so that it just saves us a hell of a lot of time, and so we should be able to um, get the games quicker between. um yeah. For the moment, they was... go to the next one and the finish and stuff. So that's that's, that's,
2: the... that's what took us the time last time, really, wasn't it? Sort of yeah. Sitting down, going through the the lists
1: and. Yeah. It takes two people to go through all of the lists and go, right, has this person played that person? Has this person been on this table? Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. So um trying to automate that so that it's just a simple click uh, to get that done. Uh, the rest of the spreadsheet that we did for the branching narrative and the game organization stuff's fine. It's just this bit's a bit too complicated to do in a spreadsheet, so I'm going to write something to do it. There you go. So
2: it's only a month away now.
1: I know, it's pretty scary. We've got so many uh, things to remember and uh, and catch up on and work yeah. out how we do this compared to last time so um yeah we're gonna have to really have a bit of a sit down at some point and work out what we need to yeah. get done because i, I think know. we're all there i think it's just refreshing ourselves how the games work how the strategy phases work whether we make any changes for example um in the first game first one we played we had uh, certain people couldn't play certain other people because they were on the sort of hit list um we might Change that slightly, I think, but I need to chat with you, Chris, with a sort of hand. Just, you know,
2: sit down, bro. We'll Whatever phone call, yes, yeah. yeah. it out, between us. yeah. But, so, yeah, it's, it's all good. Stuff, actually. Cool. Really forward to it.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. Definitely. So, shall we uh, head out into the close? Let's, let's yeah, do yeah. that. Let's,
2: uh, let's wrap this baby all up.
1: Let's go and uh, disappear into the sunset with our exit music. <laughs>
0: okay so thank you for very very much for listening to this long rambly episode with plenty of tangents in it um so uh thank you for taking the time to, to listen so if you do enjoy the episode please leave us some reviews on itunes um follow yes. us on facebook twitter instagram and youtube we'll have links in the show notes and if you want to get in touch with us you can post on our facebook wall or send a message to that account or just email us at the rush at edge of empire.co.uk if you do want to help out the show we've got an affiliate link with audible so you can sign up to get your horus heresy audiobooks through them with a month's free trial and after that it's 7.99 a month for an audiobook and all the black library books are on there as far as i'm aware um, you can also help us out by going through the advert on our website to purchase your wargaming toys through Element Games. And as we've mentioned earlier on the show, there are lots of scenery deals with the Kill Zones uh, up at the minute. Um, same with your, your, you can get your, you can get your Space Wolf expensive dice at a bargain as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe people are paying seventeen quid for dice. Okay, so um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, so it's a good night from me tonight. And, yes, uh, uh,
1: yeah, very good night from me as well, and have a great month, everybody.
2: And, and to me, yeah, enjoy yourselves, and we look forward to seeing all your, your photos of Titans and things.
1: Yeah, yeah and, keep yeah. keep them coming,
0: and we'll be back in four weeks' time, just before Company of Legends, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll go, Chris and uh, Graham will go through the list they're taking men.
1: Yes, we yes. will. Yeah, I've right, just, I've yeah, just, I've, been...
0: I've, I've just bounced that. I've just, I've just sprung that on them.
1: Yes. Now That's we knew right. we had to do it. We wanted to make sure that we um, put our lists out before you know, people get to, so they can see them. Um, so yes, and. Uh, if we promised also, if we promised you a mug, we will get them sorted this week. I promise. Yes, so there's yes, a couple, couple, of, couple of people. A
0: couple of people who won mugs on the on the Facebook yes. page. Uh, so we'll get hitting, them sorted.
2: Hitting 400 likes, so we did. A, 400 likes. Uh, oh. Next aim is for 500. And then, it, you Never know. You could win a mug too.
1: Yes, if you're that lucky. 500. I thought person. we were going to get Chris to strip for them. Well, steady the hell on. Just close the show. Let's get the hell out of dodge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks guys for listening. Bye bye. Take care
3: everyone.